bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. What, what, what's new? What are you doing, F.A.? Oh, what's new, J-Dubs? Welcome to the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. It is Wednesday night in the Hideout. Wednesday. We are at full strength. It is your opportunity to be heard throughout Central Florida. The key to that is this thing we call a telephone. 407 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. I'm excited, Hefe. That is Chunks, the uh, executive producer of The Hideout. If you prefer to type, you can get a hold of us. The most interactive radio show, um, I don't know, right now. Uh, you can uh, IM us at Real Radio Hideout. That is the AOL Instant Messenger. If uh, it's good enough, he will pass it along to me, and I will read it on the air. Tommy Bateman's our director, man's the talk and roll controls, and is responsible for the content on realradio.fm, our webpage. Big thing going on right now uh, is the new email address, hideoutjuniorproducer at realradio.fm. It's your opportunity to send along whatever you want to do, whatever you want to talk about, your yes. chance to set the agenda for the show, Yeah. the hideout for you, by you, uh, yeah. hideout yeah. junior producers. So get that to us. Uh, just click on that page right there on uh, realradio.fm. And that is uh, Putin, our producer, our unpaid producer. Ooh. <laughs> Scary thought, our producer. He screens your phone calls at the aforementioned phone numbers. Again, one more time, you're going to need him at some point tonight. If not, to maybe even win prizes. Like, look at this, the Magic versus the Grizzlies on Friday night, November 4th. We've got some of those for you. And uh, tickets to Beer Fest at Universal City Walk as well. So, uh, again, 407-916-1041, I've heard a lot of great things about that Beer Fest. I've heard... You, you get to sample all these different beers and kind of kind of find your flavor. So this is, uh, along with that, you get qualified for the grand prize, a pair of two-day, two-park passes at Universal Studios or at uh, Islands of Adventure, and the uh, two-day beer fest tickets, plus, damn, $100 in Universal Orlando currency and a pair of CityWalk party passes. All right, this is great. So uh, keep those phone numbers handy. A lot to get to this evening, J-Dubs, in the hideout. Mm-hmm. Finally, I'm going to say our first normal, quote-unquote, show of the week. Monday night was the very hideout Halloween. Last night I was late. I will uh, tell you the real reason why it was that I was late uh, in a couple of seconds. It's no secret. Uh, we came from D.C., and even before being in D.C., I love politics. You're in the middle of reading the uh, new Al Franken book, The yes, Truth, with the jokes. We love politics in the hideout, and we love to talk to you about it. Here's the thing, though. Honestly, as a person who loves radio and listens to radio, I'm not going to lie to you. I get annoyed 
when only one point of view is being put out there. Either left or right, you know? Even when it's the side that I agree with, I realize that half of the audience doesn't agree with it. And whenever we tend to talk about politics, we get kind of vicious. We get very left-leaning. You know, we start, you know, going really off, and there's a lack of balance in the hideout when we start talking politics. And the beauty of the hideout is that we welcome diverse points of view, that you are able to come in and really get your point across. It's like here in the hideout, it's like your buddy's basement or garage or a locker room or the salon, the barber shop, where you all can come on in and we can discuss these things intelligently. So we are going to start a new thing when we discuss politics, J-Dub. Yes. I hate I, leaving people out. Because I feel that both sides need to be represented. Yeah. And I, when, when we start talking about politics, I think there's a, 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 a like a big portion of people being left out, not being represented so in what the hideout. So what we're going to do is we're going to play the hideout political pundit improv game. Whenever we bring up a story politically... Dubs and I will draw from a hat who gets to argue which side. Now, keep this in mind. Dubs and I are both, quote-unquote, liberals. We're both um, uh, Democrats, maybe. We're conservative on some points of view. Where this is going to be fun is in the fact that one of us will have to argue the other side. Even though we don't agree with it, we have to argue it to our best ability, and uh, even you know, even stuff that we may not agree with, we're gonna find the best points of it and drill it into the other guy's head. So we're gonna ta- we're gonna start that tonight because there's so much politically. Um, yeah, the Scooter Libby stuff, Tom Delay, all these things are going on out there. Oh, not only that, the closed door session, the closed yeah. session that happened yesterday. I got audio from that, and it's vicious. Uh, politics, it's it's bubbling over right now. It's going to be a lot of fun, Dubs. Also, too, uh, there's no uh, secret that the show is on MySpace.com. I believe all of us have profiles on there. Mm-hmm. There's a hideout group. If you go to RealRadio.fm and hit on the links, you can find, yes, the hideout MySpace group and each of the profiles for myself, Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, and Chunks. Again, that's on RealRadio.fm. I think Putin has one. You know well. what? We should get Putin's up there as well. Can yeah. I believe that uh, Putin was uh, left out of the mix, uh, the unpaid producer. And if you if you can't find Putin up there immediately, you can go to any of our uh, profiles and find Putin on there. Now, here's the thing. Here's the big scare. Are your children being exposed to pedophiles on MySpace.com? Yes. I am on MySpace. Uh, you can find me there, JDubs517. I would uh, venture to agree with you that there may be pedophiles. I know firsthand on MySpace. So um, I got a little news, uh, like a uh, news story mm-hmm. that was done by a television station that I want to play for you. And here's the thing about MySpace.com. Most of us are on it. Most of us are over the age of 18. However, apparently it's become a bit of an issue because you have to be 17 years old to get on MySpace. Mm-hmm. But if you look closely at the profiles, some people, they say they're 17. But then they'll put their actual age 14. on their uh, profile. Right. Funny story about that. Uh, I was chatting because I, I I let my personal AOL Instant Messenger out there, J Dub's hideout, and uh, this kid was talking to me. I'm talking to him, blah, blah blah, and we're talking about lions and everything. So I'm figuring he's a you know he's a normal guy, and he he, he throws out the question. Guess what grade I'm in? Uh oh, sixth. 
You have a sixth grade listener. And when, I, when I'm talking about Harrington, I'm dropping the F-bomb and all this kind of stuff, and I felt bad about it afterwards because I, I don't have a, a problem, you know, talking lines or talking about the show with anybody of any age. But if I knew I was talking to a sixth grader, I probably would have censored my, uh, my, my typings when I was doing it. Huh. Uh, oh, speaking of curse words, mm-hmm. I'll even talk about this now. The reason I was late yesterday is because of the fact that uh, I had to go to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. A very good friend of mine uh, could get a hold of no one else and needed someone to take them to the emergency room. So I took them, and I want to talk about this more in depth. I'm sitting in the emergency room, and there's this guy there who has a mullet, a Mexi mullet. Nice. He's a Latino dude, overweight. What scare you? Wearing all black. You would think I would feel comfortable with this guy since he's Latino oh. and wearing all black and overweight. I would be uh, petrified. And um, he is cursing nonstop. Not, now, you know I am a big believer of mm. freedom of speech. I'm a big, big believer of a lot of things. But this cat is cursing nonstop when there are two children who are sitting in this lobby like sick, waiting to go into the ER. Now, I know it sounds as if I'm contradicting myself by saying, I don't care about the children. We should be able to say whatever we want to on the radio. And I still maintain that. But there, there's a real reason why I got pissed off at this cat yesterday. Well, the thing is with me, I think uh, self-censorship is where you have to find that line. What If you are old enough and you know smart enough to speak and uh, be respected in any way, you should know what your audience is, who you're talking to, and how you should be talking to them. Again, you're in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1, so we're going to get to that. Madam Monkey's going to call tonight. We're going to talk to her, MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E. And that is going to be uh, about mixing alcohol and sex, which is, for a lot of people who have been together for a very long time, uh, that's the only way you do it. Or if uh, you go out to a bar, that's the only way you can get it. So the mixing of alcohol and sex, that will come after uh, 10 o'clock. Or if you've watched the uh, movie Kids, that's the only way you can get done a lot of times then, too. But I want to start the show, Dubs. Yes, Casper. Question. Is Mariah Carey still relevant? In my life, no. But when was I, when the, I, whenever I see like uh, her putting out a new album or anything or something going on with her, it's huge. It sells huge. And whenever she's in the news, it tends to be a huge story. Now, she hasn't been relevant to me um, since class of 1996, South Grand Prairie High School, and the song she did with Boys to Men that for some god-awful reason was our class song. <laughs> the, the song that was about people dying, like when someone dies. Do you remember what that song was, Boys to Men and Mariah Carey? The boys I are... have no idea. I don't think I've ever heard it, but it sounds atrocious. It for... sounds like something I would never want any part of. For some reason, that was our class song. When there were other good songs that were out there. The funny thing about Mariah Carey, she is completely Teflon. She puts something bad out there. She says some kind of crazy remark. She puts out a terrible movie like Glitter. This no is one, it. This is the one. No one will ever hold it against her. Now, the reason that I find this so odd. Secondly, is TRL still relevant? 
Not you, since uh, that left eye girl died. No, that's TLC. Hmm. The channel? I'm sorry? No, that's different. All right, no. Uh, Total <laughs> Request Live. Yeah, SBK is uh, great. On MTV. SBK.com. SBKLive.com? SBKLive.com. Uh, SBK TV. So, Mariah Carey. I don't even understand, but I guess she has a new hit song. And that's no shock to me because every time she puts her single out, at least the first single on her album, it shoots directly to the top. There's uh, no stopping Mariah Carey anymore. Sir Porks a lot. You're in the hideout on we radio. What do you got, dude? What's up, guys? How you doing tonight? All right, dude. I think you're confusing songs. The first thing I was talking about, that was that End of the Road. No, no, End of the Road was a different song. I remember End of the Road because that was uh, that was my jam in the ninth grade. Oh, yeah, End of the Road. There was nothing better than End of the Road. But the, wasn't, it, that, wasn't that the one about death, though, the people dying? No, that was about a breakup. It's this song right here, One Sweet Day. Thank you, dude. Oh, I kind of remember this song now. Yeah, now I remember it. This is Class of 96. I can't believe this song was our song. Yeah, I was, I was in eighth grade then. I wouldn't know. <laughs> All right, Doogie Tarantino says, if you're going to go chasing waterfalls, wear a seatbelt. <laughs> Left eye is dead. Why would you run her down? She's dead? All right, it's so one sweet I need to day. take the rest of the night off. I had no idea. It happened like four years ago. Four years ago or not, the shock's still in my system. They just did a whole reality show around it. Mr. Miyagi. Dead body? No. Mr. No. Miyagi, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Mr. Miyagi? Hey, what's going on? What you got, dude? Um, I was gonna sing you uh, the One Sweet Day song, but now since it's already been played, I was wondering if you wanted, if anybody wanted to join in in a duet with me. All right, uh, we'll try. I right. uh, start singing, and I'll I'll uh, chime in with you. Let me hear you. All right. Uh, Do you need to? Nobody singing it. What's going on? Right, I, I need to. Uh, I need. Here uh, comes. Right, here here comes the hook. Okay, let's go. All right. All right. No need from heaven. Like so many for it. Wait, where you at, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You fell for it. There's no way in hell I'm jumping in on this. All right, now people are saying her song is better with ODB. Here's the qu- here's the thing about Mariah, and the only reason I want to bring and, her up. You know, anything's better with ODB. God rest his soul. What? I guess one of the Hideout Junior producers, they sent me this email. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, if you go to the front page uh, on the Hideout page on RealRadio.fm, somebody sent me this MP3 of Mariah Carey on Total Request Live and said, you guys have to talk about this. She is still crazier than ever. Oh, once a crazy bitch, always a crazy bitch, and that's what uh, Mariah Carey is. All right, play. The, the worst thing that could have ever happened to her is for her to come into money. That's the perfect thing of trash getting cash. All right. Hear this. Uh, play this of Mariah Carey on TRL. Your dog wasn't allowed to board a flight with you from L.A. to New York, so a chauffeur was hired to drive your dog back to New York instead. Is that true? First of all, do you know the splendor of Jack, my dog? <laughs> I haven't had the, the, I haven't had the pleasure. The dog is famous. He has three websites dedicated to all him. Right, pause Don't win it. This the dog, dog is famous. I have no idea. I had no idea she had a dog. I think if any uh, you know uh, diva type woman has a dog and it's famous, I think it's uh, probably Paris Hilton's dog. Everybody knows about that dog. All right, Tommy, I need you, Internet Research Research Guru, to find me the three websites dedicated to Jack. At least one website. I need I'm a, trying to find Putin on MySpace. Uh, Mariah Carey's dog. Well, if you find Putin on MySpace, I'm sure he has a link to Jack. Uh, Mariah Carey's dog somewhere on there. 
But that said, right. I did not try to buy him a first class ticket because he can only fly private. So that rumor is dead. Wow. <laughs> no, because he can't go. He can't. If I could buy. I, let me ask, is this supposed to make her, like, cool? Yeah, is this supposed to be the cool thing that, hey, my dog is better than all you sitting there cheering me on at TRL? Who can't even afford first class? My dog but, is... But you guys are pieces of crap to me, more so than uh, my dog, which has no brain whatsoever. All right, come on into the hideout. 407-916-1041, 888 How How just... Much of a bitch thing to say is that. Now let me ask you: Isn't she also the one that would call her her like fans sheep, my lambs or my sheep? I don't disagree with that because she's actually calling it as she sees it, and uh, those uh, fans of Mariah Carey and a lot of bands are like sheep. Anything they put out, even though it's the worst thing ever. They're still going to buy it, and they're still going to fight for her saying, hey, this is great. It could be Mariah Carey sitting on a phone and farting, and she could put it on a CD. And everybody like, oh, she's a genius. Whoever thought of uh, putting phone farts on a CD and selling it? How come the heretics aren't like that? I think they are. They're quick to run us down. Yeah. I enjoy that, though. Nightmare Dave. All right, Uber Dude tells me on a Real Radio Hideout, the AOL Instant Messenger, that she likes to... Smell dudes' farts. Yeah, I, I did hear about that, too. She enjoys uh, when anybody farts, she'll go up and sniff it. All right, now all of a sudden... She is white trash <laughs> to the epitome of white trash. Now all of a sudden, I'm really digging her. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. A man and a, she's a man and a dog, you know? She's, right. uh, her, her dog's her best friend, and she likes to smell her own farts. I am a first-class seat. I would, but I'm not gonna like put him somewhere next to somebody. He's too big. Actually, I did. I did. Someone did drive him to and from. But you know, I miss him when he's not. He's a cute dog. Okay, so that is true. So that story is true. (laughs) It's true, but it's not true. Okay. No, it's true. You just had. You just admitted to someone driving your dog cross country because you wanted to see his cute face. All right, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. I'm gonna take a break and come back because we're running late. I'm going to play it in its entirety when we come back, and I want to dissect it a little bit and more. And I want you to uh, to answer a question for me when we get back. Who should be put down, Mariah Carey or the dog? I think one of them has to die, and uh, I want you to choose which one. Who's more miserable? I think that's also a very quality question. We'll take a break. We'll come back. It's a hideout row radio 104.1. Your dog wasn't allowed to board a flight with you from L.A. to New York, so a chauffeur was hired to drive your dog back to New York instead. Is that true? First of all, do you know the splendor of Jack, my dog? I haven't had the, the, I haven't had the pleasure. The dog is famous. He has three websites dedicated to him. He's a stone winner. But that said, right. I did not try to buy him a first-class ticket because he can only fly private. So that rumor is dead. Wow. <laughs> no, because he can't go. He can't. If I could buy him a first-class seat, I would. But I'm not going to like put him somewhere next to somebody. He's too big. Actually, I did. I did. Someone did drive him. To and from, but you know, I miss him when he's not. He's a cute dog. Okay, so that is true. So that story is true. (laughs) It's Uh. true, but it's not true. Mariah Carey on TRL. Thanks to Jeremy. 
One of the guys who wants to be a uh, Hideout Junior producer, he was on RealRadio.fm. Yeah, if you go to uh, RealRadio.fm, it's your chance to be a junior producer. There's a little link right there. You can email us any kind of uh, thing that you want us to talk about here on The Hideout. Uh, Just ju- go to RealRadio.fm, The Hideout portion. Junior producer. Uh, set the agenda for the show, The Hideout, for you, by you. And uh, sent this to me of Mariah Carey on TRL talking about she couldn't get her dog on the airplane, and which apparently it's a famous dog. Like mm-hmm. you heard three websites, and so uh, she had a chauffeur drive it cross country. I think it's insane. You asked the question before. Yeah, well, I'm gonna abridge the question a little bit. What is what is, what has more of a miserable soul that Mariah Carey? Or the dog Jack. All right, let's talk to Tony. Tony, you're in the hideout. What up, dude? Hey, how you doing? What you got? Um, you posed the question: Who should be put down? Yeah. Mariah Carey or the dog? Who should be tied to a tree and bashed with a shovel? I think it should be Mariah Carey. It's not the dog's fault. All right, you know, and that's true too because Mariah Carey has free will. Yeah, that dog. That, that dog probably didn't even want to go in that car and go on a cross country trip. You know how terrifying that is for a dog to just be stuck in that car for that long it's really because tommy had to drive his dog down from dc to here roxy mm-hmm. and how, how tough was it for your dog coming down from uh, dc to orlando she insisted on standing all whatever 18 hours of the drive i split it up over two days and i even sedated her and she still would not sit down i even doubled the dose i feel she still so- stood the entire time i don't know if we ever move away from here i have no idea what i'm gonna do with her because i don't want to put her on a plane but I don't want to drive back with her either. Yeah, I felt so bad for my cat when we had to bring her down. We had to uh, sedate her. And, like, animals, they don't really understand why they're being sedated and what's going on. So they're fighting it the entire time. And it's almost a very cruel thing to do. All right, now you say that Mariah Carey is insane because mm-hmm. her dog has three websites and this is too much to have it drive cross-country, this, that, and the other. In the meantime... Your, um, your cat, Sadie Lou. Yeah, my beautiful little cat, Sadie Lou. Has a profile on MySpace.com. She does. And, uh, I mean, it's her own, you know, it's her own thing. She wants to have a profile. She's allowed to have a profile. So how can you say that this dog is out of line, Mariah Carey's dog is out of line, when you dress your cat up for Halloween? Ooh, and I haven't put those pictures up yet from uh, me dressing her up for Halloween. I dressed her up as a uh, lion. All right, so you're essentially Mariah Carey. No. Without the singing ability. Without the talent. <laughs> if I have less talent than Mariah Carey, I want to be put down just like I think she should be put down. All right, hold on a second. Tom, Tommy has found all of the Jack websites. Yeah? Along with... Jack, uh, Mariah Carey's dog? Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, Jack, the gay dog, you're in the hideout <laughs> on Road Radio 104.1. Alright. Now Jack is asking for help. He's being held hostage. Alright, the Marvel. We need to get Jack off there. We need to get him away. What the hell? Alright, it's themarvelousjack.com. Now you would have figured that would have been taken something, uh, taken somewhere else. Yeah. Or that's one of those websites. It sounds like a gay magician website. Alright, I'm just going to type in marvelousjack.com and see if that's something completely different. I'm willing to venture yes. 
Tony, you're in the hideout. What up, Tony? Hey, I think uh, someone might be a little hypocritical. Who? You. As? Why? Because of Sadie Lou and the way you're running yeah. down this uh, Mariah Carey. Let me tell you what. Sadie Lou has her own personality. Sadie Lou is more than just a cat. She's a person. And the fact that uh, I, you know, treat her in the way that I do, I think that that's, uh, I think that that's how you should treat any human being. All right, 407-916-1041, And maybe Mariah Carey isn't as nuts as I'm saying. You know, maybe she just wants to see her dog. I know how it feels when I'm away from my cat for too long, and I want to see her. How do you feel? Lost, angry, confused. Just when you're away from your cat? Yes. And the love that she provides. What kind of love? Well, she she rubs up against me. She'll uh you know get on my chest, start rubbing my face with a little nose of hers. So great. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even. Why know. Why are you staring at me? Because I don't know what you just said. I'm wondering if I need to dump it. No, it's just about her rubbing up on me. Ew. Okay, that is uh. No, like standing on my chest. Putting your little face against mine. Right, I'm Putting that little nose against mine. we okay. got to wait till after 10 for this, seriously. Right. Uh, you're in the hideout on World Radio 104.1. Here's the new question. Who has had more sexual contact with their pet? If Hold my on. name comes up in this, Hold on. I'm going to be very upset. Mariah Carey and Jack or J-Dubs and Sadie Lou? I'm just going to throw it out there. Secret ballot. Everybody write down on a piece of paper what you think. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. I'll or, tell you or, what. Or you can type it to me. I'm I'm just going to, I'm speculating here. This is purely speculation. I'm not going to say it's actually happened. But I think Mariah Carey has helped out with Jack's Red Rocket. I think it's happened. I think she's uh, let the lipstick go. Okay. Secret ballot. I'm getting one vote from Mariah Carey and Peanut Butter. See? I'm getting another vote. I'm sure that Peanut Butter area is chunky. I'm also getting another vote for Dubs, hands down. Hmm. All right, Cut Drop brings up a great point. Is Sadie Lou old enough to be on MySpace, and doesn't that constitute kitty porn? We'll get well, to that story in a second. I do have an answer for that story. I know how old she is in cat years. How old? 24. 24 and cat years. Putin, I need, oops, it's supposed to be a secret ballot, but I need yours. Who's more than likely diddling with their pet, Dubs or Mariah Carey? All right, everybody on the uh, Real Radio Hideout says, here's one from Lincoln, Dubs. That's creepy. Darkness says J-Dubs, ha, ha, ha. Mike, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Mike? Dude, he's definitely screwing his cat. I, I am not off. screwing my cat. I'm not Zach Vorschman. Who? Kid that we accused of screwing the cat back in uh, high school. What the hell? <laughs> Why are you throwing his name out there? <laughs> I do not have cat scratch fever. I do not have cat sex fever. I do not have any of the above. All of a sudden, I'm thinking, wow, I wish I were working with Mariah Carey, because you're crazy. 
I'm not crazy. Go to the website, realradio.fm. Look at the pictures I'm of your... I'm crazy well, about my cat. Look at the pictures of you and your cat. Uh, your cat in sexy poses on your uh, couch. You, guilty. John, you're in the hideout. What do you got, John? Oh, I just wanted to tell you I agreed with you. I think cats are great. You know, you marinate them, they taste just like chicken. No, you don't eat cats. And that's what I'm being accused of right now. Yes, in a roundabout way. <laughs> All right, 407-916-1041, It's become uh, amazingly obvious. You're a kid toucher and a kitty toucher. I'm neither. I'm a sexy looking dude. Whoa, is that some sort of an exchange between the two of you? You're just creepy. All right, we got to take a break. How did this turn around from the creepiness, which is Mariah Carey, to me having intercourse with my cat? All right, so you admit it. No. You just said it. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Chicken soup for the bloodthirsty soul. Real Radio. Did you know antibiotics don't work for cold and flu? Fluids and rest do. Get smart and know when antibiotics work. Find out more. Call the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. 888-246-2675. Thurston's Premier Auto Center and Thurston's Auto Center Claremont for great savings and outstanding quality on your next vehicle. SUVs, luxury cars, sports cars, imports. No new car prices, no pressure, no gains. Thurston's low mileage vehicles are like new, most with warranties. Major lender financing and Thurston's is a Carfax certified dealer. Thurston's Premier Auto Center, 1792 Maitland and Thurston's Auto Center Claremont on Highway 50, 407-339-0080 or see Thurston'sAutoCenter.com. Love is in the air at Fair Villa Megastore, the store for lovers. New summer lingerie, novelties, and gifts have arrived. Sensual bath and body products, club apparel, fantasy wear, and the area's best erotic literature and DVDs. Fair Villa Megastore, Orlando and Cape Canaveral. Visit fairvilla.com. All right, it is the Hideout Row Radio 104.1, and uh, Dubs coming up for prizes tonight. Pair of tickets to see the Orlando Magic play the Memphis Grizzlies coming up Friday, November 4th. Hey, that's this Friday. Yeah. I can't even believe it's November already. Are you kidding me? I know. This uh, year's going by fast. Uh, tickets to see UCF Knights versus Houston this Saturday. Uh, tickets to um, Beer Fest 2005 at Universal City Walk. So 407-916-1041, Star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Uh, the thoughts are pouring in on the debate of who has probably uh, done more with their cat or their pet. J-Dubs or Mariah Carey? And, um, That's right. me giving little kisses to Sadie Lou. Hey, where's the, uh, where's the sound of Sadie Lou? Um, of her, like, meowing or, like, going rawr, rawr. Because Matt Albert says those are cries of pain coming from the cat. Or maybe that's that's, just, uh, that's her angry when I'm not with her and able to give her a loving. Maybe that's you role playing. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It is Wednesday night. A lot still to get done. Um. Right now, it's uh, all about dubs, 
and his cat and Mariah and her dog, and who has the creepier relationship? Yeah, what happened to you know Mariah Carey and her dog? I, for some reason, me and my cat Sadie Lou have to- taken totally over, even though Mariah Carey had a dog uh, and a personal driver take her dog cross country. Right, you're putting yours in orange shirts and putting it in sexy poses on your leather couch. Not sexy poses. She puts herself in those sexy poses. There's no gun to her head. I just put the shirt on her. Little Sadie Lou. Jack, you're in the hideout. What up, Jack? Jack the dog. Uh, is this Jack the dog? Jack the dog, um, do you need help? What are you weighing on this? I don't know. What I can't understand dog, but hey. I didn't know what the dog said. I think he said uh, Mariah Carey is the bigger perv, other than J Dubs. I don't know. Uh, Lester Big Hands is in one of those moods on the Real Radio Hideout. Is he talking messenger. about raping my cat? Oh, man, worse than that. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Like, he's thrown in positions and oh. stuff like that. Yeah. My cat has certain positions she likes, so Lester Big Hands. Um, now, your cat has a page on MySpace.com. Yes, uh, Sadie Lou does have a page on MySpace.com. Oddly enough, I'm not one of her friends. Hmm. Well, sure. I mean, would you be the friend of the person who's violated you? I've never violated my cat. I know I wouldn't. I know I've uh, violated my love for her. Now, I wonder if I put her in my top eight if she'll uh, send me nude pics, like that one chick did. I'm, I can get you nude pics of Sadie Lou. Not why. You're so dirty. It's a regular pic. You're just dirty. I'll just take the collar off of her, and that's a nudie oh, in my cat. Oh, man. What? That's just wrong sounded. Why? Sadie Lou, you're in the hideout on radio. Hey, J-Dubs, baby, when you coming home? You going to bring me my cigarettes or what? <laughs> You know, if, if your cat could talk, I think that's what it would sound like. Like some big hairy Italian dude. Like Chunks? Yeah. Um, Alright, so it has this thing on MySpace. Apparently, is it Sweeps? Oh, it's November Sweeps for yes. television stations. So this is a news report. I figured it out of where. But, like, we're all on MySpace.com. Again, mm-hmm. if you go to realradio.fm and uh, click on the links page, there's a hideout. Uh, group where you can discuss the show, be buddies with people from around the nation who dig the show. Um, also, too, all of our profiles are mm-hmm. on there. And uh, if you are not familiar with MySpace, just go there. You'll figure it out. Basically, you can make your own homepage and uh, find friends on there and connect up with uh, friends that you already have and kind of correspond through that. So here's the here's the why MySpace is like uh, now from e- from hell, apparently. RobinMySpace.com says it's an online community that lets you meet your friends' friends. You have to be 16 or older to have a page, so according to one local mother, many kids are lying just to gain access. Some say the site may have started off as being G-rated, but it's taken a turn for the worse. It's too accessible to the kids. (laughs) To protect her children, she wants to remain anonymous, so we'll call her Sally. Sally says you should check out MySpace.com. Oh, hold on. I wish that was a Sally that blew up in the uh, in the challenge or whatever it was. What the hell? I'm just <laughs> wishing that that was a Sally. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Now, she's saying that parents could, should go and try to find their kids' profiles. I think. Here, keep playing it. Discovered this site, originally designed for musicians, has become rather explicit in a sexual sense. And she recently caught her teen logging on. It was basically her, my child having access to um, sites that were originally supposed to be G-rated, but now they should be X-rated. Personal profiles, which according to this parent, contain sexually explicit pictures and information. All right, now, here's the thing about MySpace. If you were caught putting any sort of nudes on there, mm -hmm. they will automatically take down the photo. And I believe if you're caught multiple times, they kick you off and they delete your profile. Isn't that true? Yeah, and MySpace seems to be the most uh, apparent and, uh, you know, just the, the most friendly site to be on the web. I mean, there's all these other sites where you can make profiles and have all kinds of nudes and everything. This one seems to be the safest and more adult for just meeting people right. than any other site I've seen. Go to Craigslist or something like that, and you can see some filth, and you don't even have to be a certain age to get on that website. Yeah, that one you can post all kinds of silliness. That's where the real craziness is going. And there are tons of them out there. But for some reason, since MySpace is so big, they want to attack it. MySpace is one of those things that hit the tipping point, mm -hmm. where it is now... Dude, I got it. You know one of my new friends? I think my friend's uh, theme for next week in the top eight is going to be uh, ex-coworkers. Chili Walker, our old boss. Just put up a uh, MySpace a, profile. A profile. Thirty-five, thirty-five-year-old program director is on there. Hmm. It's for everybody. He's, he's there to meet Hooters workers. Yeah. <laughs> My child's site was relatively mild. However, by a simple click onto other friends. Right, here's my problem. That's the internet. Yeah, you yeah, missed, a simple click can take you to anything. You missed you mistyped one thing from the marvelous Jack.com, which is Mariah Carey's dog. And you rearrange a single yeah, you put, uh, letter. You put a marvelous sack on there. You're going to get a lot worse. That's anything on the internet. So I don't understand why they're calling out MySpace. I need your help. 407-916-1041. You could type in WhiteHouse.com as opposed to WhiteHouse.gov. Like if, if you think you you want to go to the White the White House's uh, main website page, and it's like a porn site. So that simple mistake is going to take you to a porn site. All right, hold on a second. Let me go. I'm going to, I'm going to test that theory while you uh, continue to play this. ...that my child had on their site, I was able to find um, pornography, basically. Sally says MySpace.com creates an opportunity for pedophiles to target your child. Hi. The contacts, the detailed information that they're putting on their profiles, as well as contacts with context within the site, that... A pedophile, it'll just take them mere mere moments, not even minutes, but mere moments, to pinpoint the true identity of our children. So, 17 News searched for some answers. Surprisingly, local law enforcement says they haven't received any complaints regarding MySpace. Of course not. Surprisingly. Of like, course not. There's nothing going on there. I'm sure you, you can find a flaw in any website. You can find pedophiles lurking around every internet corner. They're acting as if uh, this is a place, this is like that white van that's driving around with candy. Yeah. They're acting like it's, you What know, kind of candy? Now, I will admit... The best kind. ...that the beautiful part about this is that if you are trying to pick up a chick, you can automatically know everything that she's into. And, uh, radically, like, you can... 
narrow down everything. You see your pictures. I'm talking about a chick who you really want to date over 18, whatever. You know the predators I hate on MySpace are those bands that try to befriend everyone. Yeah. They're like just trying to leech off of you. I always deny those bastards. And you never had a band? No, unless I like like them or know them. Alright. But they do have some tips for concerned parents. Uh, the biggest thing a parent can do is monitor their teen's activity at all times on the internet. <laughs> and if, if it comes right down to it, uh, deny the teen's use of the computer until they can be around to monitor that activity. We did attempt to reach the founder of MySpace.com, but our emails to the... Are so busy. It, it seems that uh, the way to stop all this and to stop from pedophiles infiltrating your children's lives is to parent them. What? Odd. No. It's to shut down the Internet. If you can parent them, that means they have a better chance of not getting picked up by a pedophile. You're wrong, J-Dubs. It is uh, you stop uh, the flow of information worldwide on this web. This web. Is that everything? Yeah, it's done. All right, let's go to... uh, Zach, you're in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. What's up, Zach? Hey, what's up, guys? What you got to do? Um, I just, you know, all these parents are complaining about, you know, like, their kids, you know, go on the Internet, and then next thing you know, you know, they're popping up on, you know, porn site or something. I mean, it's like you guys said, that is the Internet. That's just how it works. So you can't, you know, blame sites you know, for, for what other people are doing. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 I completely agree with you. And that's what's kind of maddening, Zach, is the fact that I don't understand what they want. I never I never heard any sort of anything about MySpace other than the fact that, hey, uh, watch what your kids are doing on the Internet. And you should have been doing that anyway. So what was the point? What was the point? What was the point of that news story? There was none. Thank you, Zach. Uh, they just had a chance to uh, bring up something that is widely popular right now, just like MySpace. Just to scare you. And uh, attack it for no reason at all. And from what I've seen with a lot of these Internet companies, they are doing things right now to uh, leave the Internet as is, as an adult thing, but, you know, kind of take the children out of it. I know Yahoo and their chat is not allowing anybody over the age of 18 to be a part of their chat over community. Over or under? Over. Uh, they, anybody under 18 to become a part of their chat community. So they they are making strides out there in the Internet community to make it more child safe. Jared, you're in the hideout. What up, Jared? Hey, what's up, man? What you got, dude? Hey, uh... MySpace just helped solve a crime up in Richmond, Virginia. I don't know if you guys heard about that or not, but uh, I think I did hear about the I, chick who got who died or something. The, the chick from BCU who was missing forever. Uh, they found the guy who ended up taking her and killing her on uh, as one of her friends, and then they followed his link and looked at his pictures, and then he had a picture of some rusty old house out between, like, Virginia Beach and Richmond or something. Oh my I, God. I say that that is actually a good thing about MySpace. The, the investigators were able to go on there, look on the friends list, and find, hey, right. okay, we're going to look at all these people, see if they've had contact with this girl, and then finally find who killed her. All right, now Tommy says, so she was basically killed because of MySpace. Well, that's not necessarily true either. I think she, uh, her uh, killer was found because of MySpace. All right, well, yeah, but I think he met her through MySpace. All right, but you're going to meet people regardless. Yeah, you're going to meet people anywhere, and if you meet a person at a bar, it's a lot harder to find them. MySpace killed her. 
All right, stop. Thank you, Jared. That's what time gets for never returning my interview request. Yeah, we always want to interview that cat. He actually emailed me back and said, okay, what day do you want to do it? And then I was like, how about any of these days? And then never heard back from him months and months. All right, let's keep calling him. All right, we'll take a break and we'll come back. 407-916-1041. He's too big for us now. His head's uh, too big. He's fat? Star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. I got to think, too. I'm almost done with MySpace because I'm well over 600 friends. Yeah. I need something new. What's the new website to go to? What do you mean? What, what is this, Chunks? What? I mean, you just get tired of it because you got 600 friends? Yeah, you we need sh- to get 1,000. I don't want to just get friends for the hell of it. I yes, want them to be friends. No, you need friends for the hell of it. Friends, so many friends that you cannot find what friends Here's you're looking for anymore. Here's the thing. MySpace has uh, hit the tipping point. I want the new website i want the new online thing the like, new online community or an online website where just like the new online thing that uh, maybe like a handful of people this is their own private thing and maybe they want to get it out there 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 i know you're a uh, big fan of trying the classmates.com and you we got you the uh the uh password and membership to that that didn't work out for you i hate that, that. no that sucked ass yeah all right, let me know what it is. Next in the hideout, Road Radio 104.1. The trouble I always feel in today's world is that we, we abandon so many things unnecessarily, I believe. So often it's in the interests of, you know, efficiency. If you make everything over-efficient, you suck out, it seems to me, every last drop of what up to now has been known as culture. We are not the technology. It should be our... You know, our slave, the technology. But it's rapidly becoming our master in many areas, I think. I'm just trying to say that we ought to redefine our, the way in which progress is, is seen. Is it progress to rush headlong into upsetting the whole balance of nature? Which is what I think we're beginning to do. You know, if you look at the latest figures on climate change and global warming, it's ter- they're terrifying. Welcome back into the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to come into the Hideout at 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. On the table right now, um, actually, I'm not even saying, it's like one parent trying to warn other, other parents, parents yeah. about MySpace.com. But and it, the terrifying things it can do. But really, the big deal is, uh, I need another website. I need the new hip website that no one knows about that I can be a part of. Now, MySpace and Friendster came around like right around the same time. It doesn't seem like Friendster really picked up the way MySpace did. I think it's I think it has a lot to do with the name. Yeah, MySpace.com is just easier. Well, Friendster tried to uh, get the whole Napster type thing, community thing going, and it never really picked up because Napster had such a bad name after a while. Yeah, Putin. Have you ever done the OK Cupid thing? Do you know what that is? Uh, OkCupid.com is a pretty cool site for the single folks. You go there. Uh, it's sort of like MySpace, but you take um, basically people create thousands and thousands of these tests, and then you you rank each other on how compatible you are with other people. Sort of like those eHarmony commercials, yeah. but it's free. It's a free site. It's yeah. not pay. All right, it's pretty fun. OkCupid.com. Let me check that and one And that's out. just O and K, not spell it out. No, I got not you. Okay, why? I appreciate it. Thank you very much for that, Putin. Looking for new websites. By the way, that was Prince Charles talking about us being a slave to technology. And I want to bring that more up in a second because I have a little question for Dubs that I want to propose. Okay. Um, 
407-916-1041. Charles, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What do you got, Charles? What's going on, man? Uh, the new website that you need is catch27.com. All right, what is catch27.com? Man, it's just like, yeah, it's kind of like MySpace and Friendster, but it's like uh, on steroids with it. You know, it's, it's sick with it. You can do a whole lot. There's like different categories that you can put yourself into. Like they got, um, I, they got I don't know, I can't say the B word, but... If you are, you know, if you're a B word, you can put that. If you're brains, freaks, geeks, jocks, rebels, sluts, stars, whatever, you know, blog, you put your blog on there. All right, it's pretty I, cool. So. I'm logging on. There. Hey, appreciate it, Charles. Yeah, Thank you, buddy. It. Yeah, no problem, man. Oh wow, wow. All right, that does look like MySpace on steroids. Yeah, I need the new thing. Maybe this is it for me. Catch27.com. All right, you know what I was on a long time ago? What? When I was in Michigan. And it was one of these original ones. Michiguide.com? No. No. Okay. Mihinte.com. Really? What is that? It was an online community for Latinos. And there was another one called Ooh, Black, scary. Blackplanet.com was one as well. And it was kind of, it was, I guess you would say segregated in a sense. It was funny too. If you go to Mihinte.com and I don't think my password works anymore. Mm-hmm. It didn't help my people in the stereotypes because they were tricked out the way you like. Imagine like Latinos and what we do to our cars, to what we would do f- to our websites. And it's a lot plenty of, of bling, plenty of uh, a rims, lo- a lot of purple, a lot of stars, a lot of frill. <laughs> the Mother Mary's right on the front of it. All right, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. All right, Lester Big Hand says. Uh, here's a good one for the ladies. Lester underscore big hands at hotmail.com. I don't think that's a uh, website. I think that's a email to a very creepy man. CP, you're in the hideout. What up, CP? Hey, what's going on, guys? What you got, dude? I right, just letting you know, I work for a, uh, a marketing company, and actually this website or this company came in the other day. I was Hot Springs, and they came in, and they've been... Uh, They've been working on this website for a while out of Central Florida, and it's called What's the Dilly.com. What's the Dilly.com? Yeah, or What the Dilly. I don't know if the What is uh, has an S on the end or not. I can't remember. But we're we're supposed to be doing some internet marketing for them, and it's basically like a MySpace, but it started out here. So it's the majority of the people that are on there. Like I think it, I, I think it's like six hundred thousand people, but the majority of them are from Central Florida. Oh, nice! So you get to uh, meet some locals. Hey, well, what, hey, see if you can get a hold of the person who started that thing up and have put them in touch with us. All right, I, yeah, I'll, 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 let, uh, I'll let them know you guys are interested. Yeah, because they're they're trying to promote the hell out of it. So. All right, yeah, go to the uh, Real Radio FM in the front page in the Hideout Junior Producer at Real Radio FM and do that up, man. I appreciate that, CP. Thank you, buddy. All right, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. And if you're in marketing, why don't you uh, throw our names out there a little bit while you're uh, yeah, while, while you're out there uh, selling stuff? While you're doing the whole marketing bit, say, market hey. us. Link, you're in the hideout. What up, buddy? What up? Hey, where did you hear the news story from? First off, I didn't catch the beginning of there. So. The news story was out of uh, I want to say like Arizona, one of those things where it's 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 one of the small time. Like hack news stories to just to scare yeah, one, you. One of those uh, scare thieves. Basically, as a scapegoat, kind of like Rockstar a long time ago with the whole Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things. If you give me like the scary music where it's like coming up at ten. Dun, dun, dun. What are your children logging onto that you don't know about? Are you know are pedophiles targeting your children? Done tonight at eleven. Well. 
I was just going to say, first off, one of, ones, uh, one of the uh, websites I used to go on all the time was collegeclub.com for, like, college folks. Um, that was a real good one. I figured that one out. That was kind of, like, somewhat similar to the blackplanet.com and the, and the M- other ones. Mijente.com. I, you know, I'm going to go into Mijente and see if... Uh, How do you spell Mijente? M-I-G-E-N-T-E. That's the thing that I don't understand about uh, Spanish language. The uh, J and the G... Both are very silent, almost. Yeah. Or have an H sound. I, I don't mind the J, but why the G, too? Why are you asking me? Aren't you Latina? Oh, oh yeah. I thought you'd have the answers. I forgot about that bit. Nightmare Dave, you're in the hideout. What up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, bro? Um, on the earlier subjects with the Mariah Carey Calling thing, to cry again? Both, uh, no, I think uh, both uh, JWs are a bastard, and you and Mariah Carey both should be put under for the whole, you're too, too much to your pets there. It's just kind of disturbing. Huh. And uh, I think you guys maybe have, uh, I have a, a little revelation here that uh, with uh, promoting Chunks is a cool thing. It's great. I'm, I'm so happy for Chunks. Mm-hmm. But look what's happening to Heretics now. We got uh, Heretic Jose was on a gay porn site, huh. and I turned into a dirty bastard because I went and seen Saw yesterday, Saw 2, right before the show. Mm-hmm. And I was so intrigued with that movie that after I was done drinking my soda, I didn't want to get up to go to the bathroom, so I just sat there and pissed in my cup while watching the movie. Oh, you're you, so... What the hell is going you, on? You used your cup as a urinal because you didn't want to uh, go uh, to the bathroom during Saw 2? Yep. Alright, you know what? You're an animal. Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, you're, you know what? You're banned for the next hour. Thank you, Nightmare okay. Dave. What the hell? How many times have you wanted to do that, though? You've Never. Been sitting, you've been sitting in there, you don't want to go to the bathroom, but you really need to. I mean, why would you even go directly into the cup? You could just use the straw as a catheter and go that way. Where's our PD coming to this? Oh, he said Catherine, not Catherine. Okay. Hello? Chunks is dad here in the hideout on Road Radio. What up, Pops? First, first of all, Jay Daw. Yeah. The lady who blew up on the show was Krista McAuliffe, not Sally Ride. Stupid oh, ass. God, you're a retard. Sally Ride was the first lady in space. Yeah, oh, well, exactly. I love you, Both Jay I'm just kidding. Hey, listen, I got something for you. When Chunks was a kid, we tried to cross-meet him with a rhesus monkey, and it didn't work. Okay. <laughs> Although he took on many of the features and uh, kind of acclimated himself to act like a Reese's monkey, you know, licking his own genitals, uh, you know, hanging from a ceiling, eating his own feces, all kinds of things kind of went into effect. The only thing we were able to affect with the Reese's monkey and the mating with, with Chunks was to get him to lactate. Well, he you did know, that on his own years later. So, Chunks' is dad, you're telling me that uh, Chunks is some kind of reject from the island of Dr. Homo? <laughs> Actually, I'm telling you that we just wanted a monkey when we got married. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't want a lactating fat boy. All right, thank you, Chunks' dad. Right. Are, are you proud of him for his promotion? I'm more proud of him for that for that mop of a bush he's got glued to the top of his head that looks like somebody's hairy ass. Alright, so not even your dad's proud of you, Chunks. We're proud of you. Your dad, he really couldn't care less about you. Alright, I want to take a break and come back and ask you about the slave to technology thing. Play that clip one more time, uh, from Prince Charles. Actually, play it when we come back. And then I got a, I got something that I want to propose to you, okay. J-Dubs. Um, quick break, we come back. It's about, it's not even really so much of a quiz, but when it comes to technology, what would you rather have? And what does it come down to? In fact, I'll even give you the first one. 
because I know you love both of them equally. Your satellite radio or your direct TV okay. satellite. It's a hideout, Row Radio 104.1. Hefe. Mom sleep on the floor, Sadie Lou's got the bed. Hefe, I saw, uh, I saw your pics uh, on RealRadio.fm of you in that badass chair from the wholesale furniture market that you're giving out at the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings event in Oviedo on Monday. Yeah, you looked way too comfortable in that chair. And she says, uh, you're looking pretty good. Uh, however, you're quite hairy. <laughs> so just talking about the fact that I'm kind of hairy. Very. You're and, a hairy dude. Well, mm-hmm. I've also I've begun to shaving uh, when I really shouldn't. Started, you shave your back now? I started shaving my back a little bit. How far? Just the neckline or yeah, all the way down? Yeah, because I'm just around the neck and shoulders and wherever I could reach. It really looks awful. It's very patchy. But I had to do something because it was literally a forest. Going back to the slave to technology thing, though. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, Dubs. Prince Charles saying we've we've become the slaves, not the masters. You love this whole satellite uh, craze. Everything. I like satellite TV and I love satellite radio. And let me ask you, if you had to choose one, because you love both of them, mm-hmm. satellite TV, satellite radio, what are you going with? Well, there's a very split decision when I'm talking about this because uh, six months out of the year when I have the NFL Sunday ticket, I would definitely choose satellite. But other than that, I definitely use my uh, satellite radio. Pick one, ass. You have to pick one. You can only have one from henceforth. I'm thinking out loud, weighing my options. Here's the thing. Let me just help you. That's satellite television so that you can watch your Lions. Mm-hmm. Heartbreak, 16 weeks out of the year. Literal heartbreak. Maybe out of those weeks, because <laughs> it's the Lions, you get five or six good weeks, meaning five or six wins a season. But those weeks are the best weeks of my life. Or the constant entertainment that a satellite radio could provide you. What are you going with? Satellite radio. I knew it. So you know more satellite TV for you. Well, let me ask you this. If you had to give up one thing. Cable television or satellite television, okay, or the Internet, which one would you rather have? Satellite TV. By the way, mine, I'd rather go with satellite radio, too. You would be willing to give up cable extra television than the Internet? Yes. All right, I say this, I agree with you. The Internet, to me, is a trillion times better than television is right now. Do you think so? I think there's so much available on the Internet. I get so bored on the Internet. No, I'm telling you, there's so many places you haven't even begun to go yet. Oh, I've gone everywhere. No, you haven't. I've been through every fetish that the Internet has to offer. It's not even about fetishes. You can basically... It is about fetishes. You can watch television essentially online now. You get the highlights. Yes, Putin. Uh, Not only do you get the highlights, but AdultSwim.com has started on Friday nights. They're... Mm -hmm streaming entire episodes so you don't even have to do whatever you want you can just go on their website and stream the whole episode here's another great point too uh mark cuban who was one of the guys who started broadcast.com who owns the dallas mavericks has started a thing of you can download the games what's broadcast.com that was the original thing that allows you to broadcast like radio over the internet way back and that's he sold it to yahoo and that's how he made his billions and that whole technology is why our friends are able to keep up with us on RealRadio.fm. Well, thank you, Mark Cuban. For that and the Mavericks, who, by the way, won outstanding game last night. Oh, so you don't need the tape anymore? I do need the tape because okay. I need to analyze the game tape. Okay. I try, you know, you had me tape the game last night when I went home. I really tried for you to cut out commercials, but I fell asleep. 
So oh. you, you have part of it, no commercials. Oh, that's very nice of you, man. Don't worry about so. that. I'm just appreciative that you did it. Finally, big question out of all of them. What would you rather give up as a slave to technology, TV or radio? If you had to give up one of them, what are you giving up? TV. Chunks? TV. I find that I can I can stay more in touch with the world and what's going on while listening to radio than uh, when watching TV. Because TV, even the news channels, same thing, looped over and over and over again. It seems when you're listening to the radio, you're getting uh, more in-depth as well as uh, more of a variety. Yeah, and when you listen to radio, too, it's, it's your thoughts. Like you, you think what the DJs look like, and you can place your own personal thoughts into a scenario or a song, and it's not forced forced on you by an image. Well, here's the thing. Radio allows you to think. Mm-hmm. TV, you're mindless. Here's the other beautiful thing that I love about radio. And I get so many emails about it, too. People who love listening to the show while doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. With, you're able to multitask with, with uh, radio. The radio like helps you almost be a better human being. And I know that sounds odd to say, but when you're listening to the radio... You can be cleaning your... I found when I'm listening to the radio, I clean my uh, my apartment. Mm-hmm. Maybe I clean out my car. I'm getting other activities done. Or even two, maybe. I'll even play a video game. My One of my favorite things in life is to listen to the radio, drink a beer, and play a video game. That, to me, that is a good time. That is heaven right there. Now, getting back to the uh, being a slave to technology, do you truly believe that the technology has become the master now? Yes. And you know why? Why? I have an addiction... That is very hard for me to kick, and that's the internet. Oh, I thought you were gonna go back to food again. No, well that one too. Internet, you you are addicted to the internet now. I have to get on it. I don't think I could go a day without getting on the internet. If really? I did, I think I'd go crazy. I'd have right. I'd have to have it. I, am I alone? Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four. I think you may be alone in this room. I think the only person that might be comparable to that is uh, the people over on the other side of the glass, both Tommy Bateman and. Uh, Putin. I think they would seem to be uh, the type that needs to get on to either check their email or play their games. I'm in fact, I'm to the point where whenever I move in somewhere, the first thing I have to have is the internet. When we first got down here and I didn't have internet at my apartment, I was going crazy. It's my lifeline to the world, and I mean that. Putin, are you the same? I'm definitely the same, and it's not about email or video games. It's about having essentially all the information in the world instantaneously at your fingertips. I completely and agree. It's, it's communication, it's information, it's the world in a box. And that's scary almost. But he, Putin summed it up beautifully. He's For, lying. All he does is get EverQuest codes. For Tommy Bateman, it's about getting hot chicks to uh, add him on MySpace. But for me, it's like I hear that's happening a lot for him right now. <laughs> Both of you shut the hell up. <laughs> I guess uh, we were talking about MySpace earlier, and Tommy Bateman is on MySpace. And all of us are. You can get yeah. the link on realradio.fm. He's had a lot of trouble getting chicks on MySpace. It's all been no, a no, bunch no, no, of dudes. No, 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 no. I have two profiles. My real one, it's always chicks that add me. I very rarely ever ask to be anyone's friends, but on the Bateman profile, it's nothing but guy after guy adding me, wanting to be my friend. And I always I am happy. I'm like, great, another dude just wants to be my friend now. I've had a rash of hot chicks. Yeah, me too. I've had a lot of hot chicks lately wanting to be my friend. On top of the only person I have ever went to be their friends is a little man named Brian Peppers 
407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Cynthia, welcome into the Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. What's going on, Cynthia? How you doing, guys? All right. Um, Hefe, you know, you're so obsessed with the Internet. I'm a I don't even own a computer. How do you get away with not owning a computer? I know a lot of people like that. I I uh, have my Internet through uh, through my job, and I come in two days a week. At my job and so check my you, email. You do use a computer. You just don't have one in house. Yeah, but sometimes I don't even come into the office um, that that week, so, so I can go a week and a half, two weeks without using the computer. All right, what are you doing instead then? What do you mean? What do I do? Like, do you, are you doing like? Do you read? Are you reading the newspaper? Are you reading books? Are you watching television? I'm a TV junkie. All right, so you're doing TV instead of the computer. See, yeah. I see. I think the computer's healthier. That's just me, though. Th- I appreciate oh, the phone. Oh yeah, sure, it's healthier. All those porn sites you go on. All right, it's not all porn for me. That, that's the thing about the internet now. Everybody equates it with porn. And don't get me wrong, there are many porn sites to go on the internet, but there's a lot of uh, stuff you can go to and uh, learn a little bit. All right, we got to take a break and come back. But 407-916-1041, right, I'm going to make a list right now of what I am not doing because of the internet. Okay. And I'm going to see how bad my problem is. I'm going to take a break and we're going to come back. Stuff you're missing out on because you're on the internet. Yes. Okay. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I'm El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. Come on into the Hideout. It's your chance to participate and be heard in Central Florida. 407-916-1041 and 888-978-1041. I've got three things that I think I do instead. That I'm on the Internet and then instead of doing these three things. First, we'll talk to Carrie, though. Ladies first in the hideout. What do you got, Carrie? Hey, um, I just kind of resent the last lady who called her comment about the Internet and she mm-hmm. immediately equated it with porn. I go on the Internet and I research everything. I've researched um, information about diet, cola, diet food, stuff like that, because there's harmful chemicals in it. I've researched shots for my son and the link um, or non-existent link between those and autism. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good things that you can be found on the websites and everything. There's so but, much information. But how many times have you drifted over to the porn area? Um, I think once, yeah. actually. Literally, what, what, I think it was once. What, what was your freak? What, was, what were you looking into? Um, <laughs> I was looking at the group thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, you know, here's the, here's the interesting thing about that, Carrie, too, and I agree with you. I, I would almost love to be a, a college student or a high school student now oh, and yeah. have to write, like, papers and gather sources. Remember what it was like when we were in school and you'd have you to... You had to go through that. What was that called in the library? The, the encyclopedia. encyclopedia. No, I, Dewey Decimal no, also, System. Also, yeah, they had the uh, the uh, the thing with, all, like, all the uh, little... Uh, card catalog. Yeah the, car, the, yeah, the card catalog and everything where you'd have to go in there, find everything, and, you know... Exactly. Well, the it was a pain in the ass. I, yeah, that's the best tool known to mankind to educate yourself. I completely agree with you, Carrie. Thank you. And I very rarely visit porn too, unless you guys are telling me about it. I don't. I don't look at porn on the internet. I don't dig don't porn on the internet. I tend to disagree with you because I've seen BloodyTrixie.com. That's uh, not mine. That's bookmarked. You. Oh yeah, you're right. It's me. 
Love that stuff. All right, Matt Albert says uh, he's researched uh, things on the Internet. Asparade.com, <laughs> scatlover.com, and sub, sublimedirectory.com. That's because he's over 18. Mark, you're in the hideout. What up, Mark? Hey, what's going on? What you, you got know, so the, whole, the whole deal about slave or, uh, or master on the Internet, you know, I, I think technology really at this point is, is a tool for us. And, you know, we use, we use the heck out of that tool. You know, like the last call, research is just unbelievable. Everything in the world you can find out, and you can find it out quick, you know. And um, so I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's our, it's our uh, master yet. You know, I, don't think they, it, I don't they, think as a whole it's our master yet, but you see people that uh, uh, parents have actually sent their kids into therapy and everything to try to well, break them that, of their that, addiction. No doubt, and that, that was my second point: was whether whether the internet can be an addiction. Of course, it can. I mean, any anything can be an addiction, and you know, really, that's when when it starts to affect the rest of your life negatively, and and you're not doing like you guys say, and not doing things that you should be or that you could be doing, like exercising and that kind of stuff. Then then it does become an addiction. I appreciate the phone call, Mark. Thank you, buddy. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight. That's a terrible one. Terrible thing to be addicted to. The only thing I say you you can be addicted to and be happy is if you're addicted to love. All right, here are the three things that uh, I think I'm avoiding or that I don't do that I should be doing on the internet because okay. I'm on the internet. Housework. I just realized is a really big one. I don't. I have so much stuff around my apartment that needs to get done, and I don't do it when I'm sitting there in front of that computer. When I turn, when I flip on the radio and like I'm listening, my most productive time is when I'm listening to the monsters in the morning, and I'm cleaning up around my apartment. But you can't do that kind of stuff when you're sitting in, mindlessly in front of a computer or a television. I actually have a way you can get around that and get both things done. Get rid of your cable internet. Get dial up and do it while that page is loading really slow, no you're able to uh, go do your thing. Right now, right now I'm kind of getting antsy and pissed off because the computer in the studio is slow as hell. It's driving me insane. Now that that leads me to be thinking... Speed up! That leads me to think that uh, you may have an addiction starting. All right, second thing that I'll do occasionally, I find myself screwing myself out of because of the oh. Internet. No, not that. Mm. Working out. You uh, skip workout dates sometimes because you have the uh, internet to be doing. Because I have, you know, I'm sitting there and I have a certain time, you know, block of time to work out, and then I got to go get stuff done, run errands, things like this. And before I know it, I've been on the internet for three, four hours. Mm-hmm. And you don't have time anymore. I don't have time anymore. That's the one thing about the internet that's crazy. Time flies. You'll be down there doing something, you know, uh, researching something or emailing or uh, chatting with someone, and before you know it, two hours have gone by. All right, hold on. Let's go to the hideout hotline. Hideout hotline, who is this? What the hell are you doing hitting my my computer console? Is this Tony Pig's You're damn right it's Tony Pig's hideout engineer. Talk, talk to me a little bit more respect. What's wrong with the internet? What's the problem now? It's It's actually very slow. Can, oh. you, can you speed it up? Oh, it's speeded up. Like I'm a magical what? man that knows how to fix things. Oh, you're, what the hell you're an engineer, of course. Fix things? You're a radio engineer. You're supposed to be able to fix all this oh, stuff. Radio engineer? That doesn't have anything to do with internet. Or ham sandwiches or jazz CDs. And if it ain't about them three things, I don't give a damn. Right, but no, you're supposed to be able to make the connection, make sure it works, or clean the computers out, something. That's what radio engineers do. My name ain't AOL. That's not what I do. Make you sure do you that. Make sure Call you them, not my problem. It's your oh. problem. 
pull any cords out of the computer from the wall. Make sure that everything's connected. Maybe that could slow the internet down. I, Tony Pig, you're not helping, and you're supposed to be a helper. I'm doing what I can. I'm an engineer. That's what I do. Right, what are you doing? I'm suggesting what you do. You call AOL, not me. All right? Uh, I'm not... just about ready to start a bubble bath. All right, hold on a second. All right, you I got up mail. the pool. Got it all warmed up. Do you hear this? Hold on a second. Do you hear this? Speed hey. up! Hey, what the hell are you doing? You've got mail. Oh, come on now. What's wrong with you, boy? You've got mail. Beat it. Uh, you just hung up on the engineer. Well, he's not he's doing gonna anything. Piss. He's going to be in a bubble bath. All right, here's the last big thing. Bath. Here's the biggest thing that I've realized I'm doing instead of the internet. Yeah. Or that I'm doing because I'm on the internet. I'm not reading normal things. You're, there is definitely a difference between internet reading and book reading. I have countless books that I run and read sitting on my on my uh, nightside table mm-hmm. that I got to get to. I'm, I have stacks upon stacks of magazines. Time, Newsweek, The Voters. Week, uh, all these things that Jones. I love. Pregnant chicks. And uh, and newspapers. I don't even touch a newspaper anymore. I look at the newspaper and I'm like, what is this? My grandfather would read this, not me. This is for old people. This is for old people and dogs. Have you uh, thought about doing, because I know you want to start reading more books and everything. Have you thought about buying the books online so you can just read them page for page online? No. That'd be stupid. Why? It's easier than uh, flipping through a book. And you're already on the internet. You're able to chat and read a book at the same time. I don't like that. If you're using the internet to do research for like prep and stuff, and you're reading articles online, is that really so bad that you're not reading a newspaper? I mean, you're getting kind of the same information, th- just like a different medium. Not really. I mean, there's something uh, about a newspaper that gets you reading stuff that you normally wouldn't be into. Here's what it does: it pisses me off because I sit there when it, when you're looking at your computer, it's not a reminder. Uh, it's like your computer just sits there and it loves you and it wants you to come play with it. The stacks of magazines that I have and the stacks of books that I have... They seem like nuisances. ...are a constant reminder of, hey, I'm not getting something done. That's where the, that's where it begins to really bug yeah, me. Yeah, because when you uh, when you turn off that computer, there's not a big stack of something sitting right in front of you uh, kind of reminding you. When that computer's off, it's off. Tissues. It's out of your mind. Jerry, you're in the high Adam Road Radio. What up, Jerry? Go ahead, Jerry. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, my name's Jerry. Uh... I'm a senior in high school right now. Mm-hmm. I go to this uh, school called Crooms Academy up in Sanford. Right. And uh, they're totally based on the Internet. Like, they pretty much give you a laptop, and the whole curriculum is based off the Internet, and you email your work. It's pretty much like a college environment. All right, that's and badass, dude. Is that is that a private school or public school? No, actually, it's a public school. Have you, has it seemed to be uh, effective and people uh, learning and getting high test scores? Yes, actually it is. It's pretty, it's an A school. Uh, not many people know about it, but it's pretty much a magnet program. And uh, like when I went, uh, when I go there, uh, like you know, you pretty much they give you a laptop. You do networking, you do uh, programming, and see that video video game design. And see that's where the future is. You guys are doing this in high school. All right, thank you, Jerry. Yeah, remember the first uh, computers you got in school? Those apples. With the when you turn them on, that little green uh, spot just blinks until it's done loading, and then uh, the DOS loads up, and eventually you get to play Oregon Trail. It's great. All right, Tommy Bateman is telling me that the internet's spreading the gospel of future movie star Brian Peppers. 
He better not have movies. He's got. I know he has two to three movies coming out. Juggalo89 says that he's learned more on the internet than he has in his uh, 14 years of schooling. All right, we gotta take a break. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. right, not only do I spend my entire life on the internet, I've spent an hour of this radio show talking about it. It's controlling your life now. I'm telling you, I'm addicted. Absolutely addicted. The master has become the slave, El Jefe. All right, I want to take a break and come back real fast. Okay. Uh, Because people are saying that the whole discussion started with... The Internet is bad for children, and MySpace.com uh, being bad for your children. I usually I hate that argument. I hate the children argument. But I was in a situation last night where I actually felt like one of these moms who says, hey, we have to shield the children from certain things. And I very, very rarely ever find myself in this situation where a guy was cursing. And I was like, whoa, I almost I almost went over and said something to him. We'll take a break and we'll come back and I'm going to relate this story. And I want to know if I was in the right or the wrong, Dubs. I, of course, think I was right. You're wrong. Because I'm never wrong. Not once. <laughs> it's a hideout, real radio. 104.1. <laughs> All right, welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I am Al Hefe, and that is J-Dubs. These are your phone numbers. You want to come into the Hideout tonight? 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. RealRadio.fm is the website. You can be a Hideout Junior producer. All the information, your chance to set the agenda for the show is right there on the Hideout front page. Lamont has something he wants to talk about in a bit. We'll do that for him. Uh... Some advice that he has. That okay. He, actually, he needs. We'll get to that. Also, too, coming up in the 10 o'clock hour, Madam Monkey from MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E. By the way, let's get a link to that on RealRadio.fm, uh, Tommy. Um, she is going to talk about tonight alcohol and sex and the mixing of the two. And I actually have a lot of questions, a lot of questions about that one. Um, Smack Daddy's been on hold for a while. What's going on, Smack Daddy? How you doing tonight? All right, buddy. What's up? Well, uh, first, I got a couple of things. One, I want to congratulate Chunks for for moving up, and he's not the whipping post anymore. Yeah, the radio bottom is now just the executive producer of the hideout. Yeah, I was getting to feel sorry for the poor guy there, especially when y'all were shooting him with them guns the other night. <laughs> yeah, that was fun, but it's... actually, that was something he wanted to do for uh, people in Southern Florida to raise yeah. water. I so. just felt bad at the end when I just wanted to shoot him for the hell of it. Oh, yeah, that wasn't right. Well, who y'all gonna have for a whipping post now? Now, here's the thing. Actually, I'm glad you bring this up, Smack Daddy. We are looking for interns for the uh, upcoming semester starting in January. Maybe Daron would like to be one. Maybe Deuce chilled Daron, but we need a new radio bottom. Uh, the whole thing about Chunks and putting him through the ringer was to test his loyalty to the hideout. He yeah. made it through a year of hazing, and he is officially part of this show for as long as he wants to be in the uh, executive uh, producer uh, position and role. So now yeah, well, it's he, ta- now he, it's time he, to find the next person. I absolutely, he earned it. And he's uh, he's our uh, he's our cat, and he will be for a very long time. And uh, those people who are interested in becoming the new radio bottom for the next year or so, email us l hefe e l j f e at wtks dot com. The funny thing is about chunk, chunks and how much we've beat him down and everything. Everybody's still waiting for the other foot to drop, thinking this is another bit. 
thinking that uh, we are going uh, to attack him sometime. It's over, my friends. We actually sure. were, we very much need the next uh, radio bottom. Well, I just moved up here from Miami, been listening to you guys. Uh, I'm in the shrimp business, and I just wondered if you guys up there like shrimp. Oh, oh I love shrimp. Oh, absolutely. You kidding well, me? One of these, uh, as soon as the big ones start running here in about another oh, three or four weeks, I'll fix you guys a platter or some giant shrimp nice hey man thank oh, you very thank much you. smack daddy appreciate that buddy right. i'll just have to give you a call you in advance find out what's a good time to come up you betcha let us know man we'll uh we'll give your business a plug too appreciate that man thank you Sounds man. good all right buddy smack daddy there in the hideout i love it when the listeners offer to uh hook us up you know it's been so long since i've had true good jumbo shrimp too mm-hmm i don't like seafood but shrimp's one of the things that shrimp's i really dig delicious all right, I got to tell you the story about what happened to me. Yes. But first, uh, people have been on hold, and I'm going to get to them uh, since they've been uh, hopping in the hideout. They have a couple of things, and I'll tell you my story about what happened to me yesterday. Uh, Eric, you're in the hideout. What up, dude? Hey, man, uh, I just want to let you know my fiance is actually going to college using the Internet. She goes to the University of Phoenix to get her bachelor's degree. And, you know, the University of Phoenix is one, and then even just like I have uh, some friends that go to UCF, and a lot of this, a lot of the um, curriculum now is done online. Yeah. So I guess things called like Blackboard, where it, like the whole thing is just posted on the internet. Thank I you, know Eric. most uh, major universities offer a lot of online courses. Some of them aren't available online, but they do offer a lot of online courses. Don, you're in the hideout. What up, Don? Uh, not much. I'll, I've been listening to your uh, program for a while. Mm-hmm. I got. How do you feel about having internet when, uh, like, in a relationship when you're married? Uh, internet from the, I mean, I guess it's, as long as you guess you're open and honest about it, I don't know if it necessarily, uh, would hurt. I mean, you gotta, I think you gotta, you gotta have the internet just because of the technology. How about, how about well, this? Is, uh, is cyber sex cheating? No, of course not. No, it's not cheating, but, uh, you know, when you got an addiction, it'll destroy It'll destroy your relationship. It just about destroyed ours. We actually, we actually unplugged it, put it in a closet, and tried to work on our marriage through that. You know, she used to work. She used to work on the internet, and uh, she was she worked for MSN, and then uh, through there, she was always in the chat rooms and got more friendlier with people online than she did with me. Uh, so it, it was her that was addicted, and finally you had to put your foot down and say, "Hey, uh, our relationship's suffering over this. Let's well, do something she, about it." Yeah, and you know she she felt it, but she just couldn't get away from the she just couldn't get away from the computer. And you know what, Don, you did the right thing. Uh, thank you for the phone call. You did the right thing and unplugging the computer. If it's really that bad, I mean, it's just like uh, alcohol, like having alcohol in your house. A lot of people can deal with it and uh, not abuse it either way. But, you know, if one person or both are abusing it, it can ruin a relationship. Lord Sham God, you're in the hideout. What up, dope? Hey, what's going on? Uh, no, no, I was actually calling. I do a lot of uh, promotions for, like, backstage, like, wrestling, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I heard the other night on the show that you were uh, a fan of uh, Kurt Angle. I'm a huge fan of Kurt Angle. He's my favorite wrestler. Yeah, well, they're coming. They're they're him and a couple other people are supposed to come down here for some type of promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can have them try to call your show, 
uh, maybe even come by. I, I can't I can't promise that, but I could definitely get him to call you guys. Dude, Lord Sham God, you do that, we'll be uh, forever in your in your debt. That's a great one, man. I appreciate that. Just let us know if we can help you out if you need anything on our end. But I'd love to t- uh, chat with Angle. Yeah, I'll, it's just they're they're coming into town next week, some type of promotion. But um, I'll uh, I'll see. I, I know I could definitely get him to call because he listens to your show too when he comes down here. All right. Um, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, if I could get him to stop over there and stuff like that. But that's probably a little rough because it's just. Well, I challenge him to a fight. Yeah, I just wanted to give you a heads up, and I'll give you I'll give you guys a call back beforehand and let you know what's going on. All right, there he is, Lorm Sham God, taking the uh, Hideout Junior producer thing to another level. Yeah. I remember when Deuce Chill said, hey, I'm going to get a whole bunch of NFL stars for you, and it never materialized. Oh, he did it once, and then they never called. And then he uh, stopped showing up. They told me they were all calling in. Right, let's take a were break. Were the retard there? Probably. They called. Quit messing with me. All right, let's take a break <laughs> and come back. And let me finally tell you this story about me and uh, not, not, not necessarily agreeing with censorship, but having an issue about it. And you know me, I'm a big guy about freedom of speech, but I was actually thrown off by curse words yesterday. Offended? Maybe? Yeah. That's not like me. I'll tell you the story next. Real Radio uh, in the hideout. It's 104.1. All right, welcome back into the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. It's a Wednesday night. Monday night, we broadcast live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Oviedo. And, um, man, we got, we got some great things that were given out. Some great things that were given out, uh, including this badass recliner that you can actually see me modeling in on RealRadio.fm. And according to the chicks uh, online, I look good. I look very good. Hey, speaking real fast, this is like for two of us. Well, some of our friends listening on RealRadio.fm. Why the Internet's dangerous, final thought. I just got this message on MySpace. Hefe! What up? Remember me? Crazy Jen. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't remember her. And her picture is of her and Fez Watley on her MySpace profile. I'm going to type back, hey, guys. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> Radio Roadblock. Radio Roadblock. Radio Roadblock. I love Crazy Jen, though. Yeah, she is awesome. Um, that makes two of you. <laughs> 407 916 Hey! Hey! <laughs> oh, God. Hey! You think she'll be in New York when we go up and uh, you do the tattoo with uh, Ron and Fez? I've so- I hope so. I really do. We're trying to work it out. I'm just going to say we're trying to work it out so we can broadcast that Monday night from New York City. Mm-hmm. And if so, I would love to get all our friends who have been listening in that area uh, and have been keeping up with us on RealRadio.fm to come in and hang out with us. We're working very hard to make it happen. It would be very, very cool. Um, oh, it's Big Dog over at the Wholesale Furniture Market. What's going on, Big Dog? So much, dude. What's up? No, just hanging out, chilling, getting ready for the live broadcast on Monday. Very cool. I heard uh, you talk about that recliner, but you didn't tell them the whole truth. When you were uh, over here, you looked like a midget sitting in that thing. You know, here's... He did. He looked like a small child sitting in that thing. Here's the big thing about it. A hairy small child. A hairy small child. Thank (laughs) you, Big Dog. Actually, you know, when I was born, my mom loves to remind me of this, when I was born, 
I looked like a baby uh, monkey because I had this coat of fur all over me. She said when I was born, I had this fur all over me, and then it fell off like like my second day on this earth, and now it's you back. Shed it. And now it's back. Well, uh, Joe does. Joe does say that's not true because all that back hair flowing up. You want to get a weed eater to take care of you because we lost you in that chair. No, it's true. Uh, hey, and we appreciate the love from the wholesale furniture market. You guys are also sponsoring the Hideout Headline Game Show. We'll do it in a bit. But, Anytime. Uh, you guys are awesome. All right, we'll see you Monday, actually. Thank you, Big Dog. Appreciate it. Go see those guys over in uh, Wholesale Furniture Market, 436 in Castleberry, right next to the Sam's Club. And, you know, if you look at that picture on realradio.fm under the hideout portion of you sitting in that chair that we're giving away this coming Monday at Buffalo Wild Wings, um, at first glance, it looks like Brian Pepper's sitting in that chair. What? Just at first glance. No, it doesn't. And after you look at it for a second, you realize, no, that's Hefe, not Brian Pepper's. But, you know, it does. Hey, you know it was uh, Brian Pepper's birthday yesterday? Was it? Yeah. I actually got that from, uh... Damn it. King Rule. Well, happy belated birthday, Peppers. Right now, man. I need to get him a present. Maybe I'll send him a little Vietnamese girl. <laughs> um... So, all right, let me tell you this story real fast. So the reason I was late yesterday is because a friend of mine mm-hmm. um, had an emergency and had to go to the ER. And they couldn't get a hold of any of their other friends, and it was a last-ditch thing. They were on the road. Uh, they were having, like, heart issues and breathing issues, and they needed someone to take them to the ER. So I, you know, I, I, I felt, as a, you know, as a friend, I needed to do this to help out another friend who was in dire need. So I took the friend to the uh, ER, mm-hmm. and uh, at the ER, I'm sitting there, and there's this guy who, let me see if I can describe him to you. He was a Latin dude. Mm. Uh, he had a Mexi mullet, Ooh. very greasy Scary. hair. Criminal. Wearing, come on. Wearing all black, and had like the black pants that you see at every like Slipknot show. The faded black that not really faded black, but real baggy. And um, no, he's not eating a Mexi melt. He had a Mexi mullet. Mm. But anyway, this this kid's in here, uh, and he is cursing up a storm. How old would you say this uh, Mexican man wearing all black with a uh, Mexi mullet? How old would you say he is? Early twenties, probably. Okay, so around our age. Probably around our age, maybe like twenty two. Okay, a little younger. I'm gonna say twenty two. And so he's in there, and I don't know what he's in there for. But he's holding court for everyone in the ER lobby. Telling stories, trying to make friends, talking about how cool he is, how he got a car uh, up to 90 miles an hour in the second gear. It's hard to do with a pickup. And you know how to do that, and he knows how to do that because... um, that's how you drive a car for real. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think actually he may have even been younger, like nineteen. Oh wow. Yeah. Just real immature. But every Getting other, the El Camino up to ninety miles an it's hour. It's not look, it's not about being Mexican. I thought it was interesting that he was a Mexican redneck, essentially. That's the point of the story. So anyway, he's in there and he's cursing up a storm. Every other word's the F-bomb, S-bomb, talking about banging chicks and where he put things. And in this lobby are literally people who look like they're dying. This kid doesn't even look like he belongs in the ER. He could be in a bar and he'd be fine. He wouldn't even, I don't even know what he was in for. 
But you have this uh, this one lady who's in the corner just coughing her lung out, probably has the bird flu. You have another kid who looks like he's about to die. And these F-bombs are just dropping every other word. How many people were just staring at him? It was the uncomfortable thing of not wanting to acknowledge him. Hoping that he would uh, shut would, up. That he would shut up, exactly. And so I... You know, I'm a big guy about freedom of speech and do what, you know, say what you want to say, do what you want to do. I am now to the point where I want to stand up and say something to this kid. After an hour, finally, a nurse comes over and says, hey, come on, cut it out. There are people who are dying here, and their last words they don't want to hear are F-bomb this, F-bomb that. She actually said there's people dying in here? Yeah. Wow, I'd be looking around saying... Is she talking about me? Am I dying? Has no one told me yet? It, it, wow, I, I could be dying now, and I'm going to have to have the you know what imprint of this uh, you know, this 19-year-old kid dropping the F-bomb. It was like Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. A guy just like that, but a, imagine a fat, mexi-mullet version of this kid. Now, here's where the question comes in. Or here's where my problem is, because, like I said, I'm not a I believe I honestly believe... On the radio, we should be able to swear. I think you can talk about public airwaves, this, that, and the other, but here's where I think it's a big thing. It's all about choice. You have the choice to turn off your radio. You have the choice to change the station. The people in that emergency room had no choice. They were a captive audience. They couldn't get up and leave. They had to be there. And I think there's a big difference, and I think that's where a lot of these people get confused when it comes to rights about what you can say on the radio, you know, out of the radio, wherever. There's a difference between hearing curse words and that kind of language and something quote-unquote offensive when you're a captive audience and you don't have the ability to leave, or as opposed to when it's on the radio or on television, when you can turn it off, you can turn it down, you can change the station. And that, to me, was the... It, I almost had this epiphany as to what the difference is. Because, again, I don't believe curse words are offensive, not normally, but in that situation, they were offensive to me. And it's because they couldn't get up and leave, and it's because there was a kid who was essentially dying there in the ER uh, lobby, and another lady coughing up along, and they couldn't get up and leave. And this dirt ball is talking about, you know, driving trucks, going 90 miles an hour in the second gear. So he wasn't there with anybody else and just talking too loudly to that person. He was actually trying to get everybody else to hear him. Yeah, and... he was trying to be the, you know, he was holding court. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I don't know if I'm wrong or if I had this epiphany and if, like, that's the difference. The difference is about having choice in being able to turn things off and on when it comes to quote-unquote offensive uh, things. Yeah, douche chill. Looking back at this, do you think maybe you should have stepped in and done something instead of waiting for the nurse to do it? I was this close, but I felt like it wasn't my place. Like he would have just, I don't know, maybe even yelled at me. Ooh. Well, no, I understand that, but I don't, guy. I don't want to be the guy who starts a fight in the ER. Yeah, that, that would be... Uh very inappropriate thing to do is I think, uh, get into a big fight in the middle of the ER while these people are already in pain. Now they're worried about a uh, big brawl starting and someone getting hit with a chair. I think it's more about you then have a person of authority come in and say, hey, cut it out, ass. Now, what I think you should have done 
is uh, go up to one of the nurses or whoever's working the desk and say, hey, this is really getting out of hand. I think that's finally what ended up happening. And it went from there. And here's the other thing, too. The guy was sitting there cursing. I don't think he should have been fined. Like, not even by the cops. You know what I mean? And yet, on the radio, where you have choice and you're not a captive audience, they want to fine you. Which is mind-boggling to me. Again, everything for me comes down to choice and whether or not you have a choice in life. And in that specific situation, there was no choice, and that's why it was truly offensive. 407 Go to another ER, then. If you don't like the talks going on in that ER, walk over to the other ER. 407 Dominican Tony, you're in the hideout. What up, Dominican Tony? How are you guys doing tonight? All right, dope. All right. I believe, uh, you know, you should have freedom of speech, but you should have courtesy when you use it. I mean, you can curse, and the curse words might not mean nothing derogatory, just a way to express yourself more. But then when you use it to, like, put people down or be very offensive and that, you shouldn't do that. And, he, and you know, and here's the other thing about that, too, Dominican Tony. Uh, slightly pepper the conversation with curse words. You know, you don't want to yeah. you don't want to overdo it. And the other thing too is, if you're in that scenario, whisper. You can still curse, but whisper. Don't sit there and try to hold court where everyone yeah. has to hear you and they have no choice. Yeah. When you overuse it, you make something like an anger a fool, anyways. Exactly. You better learn how to use it properly. Thank you, Dominican Tony. Appreciate it. What buddy. pisses me off is people who I uh, don't know uh, the audience that they're talking to. P- people who don't know the. Uh, the uh, what what what's going on and that that spans from curse words and just over uh, overuse of the English language. You know, a lot of people will be talking to children and they'll be using words that they know the children don't know just to make them sound smart. If if you're truly smart and truly you know a, a decent person, you know how to talk to certain people when things are appropriate to be said and when they're not appropriate to be said. Absolutely. Like, when I'm around parents or grandparents, it's a switch. I won't ever cuss around them. I just don't do it. Now, around my parents, I will. Around your parents, it'll never happen. You'll never hear me do it. Yet I had a buddy of mine. If you want to do it around my parents, uh, the N-bomb is completely fine. You can use that as many times as you want. Yeah, I figure. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. But, like, I had my buddy, Erod, who was my college roommate, he didn't have that, like, extra sense about not cursing around parents. I'm like, dude, shut up. You sound like an idiot. Stop with the curse words. You're in high school. And and you, you, our friends not going to be able to go out with us later because they don't trust us. Exactly. Exactly. Like, if you and I were to go over to Magic 107.7 uh, 7 right now, or Clear, State, Clear Channel State, we would talk and do things completely differently because the audience is different. And you have to know that. And then there's something about people in life. Some people get it. And by it, it's just life. They understand things. And a lot of people don't. And it's that just innate thing of, hey, uh, when should I curse and when should I not? But, well, I don't understand. I mean, I, I'm definitely for freedom of speech, but why do you have to curse, period? It doesn't make you look smart or cool. It- they're in a certain type of subculture or culture. That's just a way of expressing yourself. If it makes you look smart or not look smart, it definitely sometimes will get a point across that just normally talking you cannot get across. And why not curse? It's words. Yeah. Oh, it's like I said, words. It, it doesn't offend me, but it, I mean, there's a 
you can speak perfect English without doing it yeah. and but, get but, your point across. But who's to say that's not perfect English? It's worse. Well, I'm not saying perfect English. You can get your point across without cursing. No, sometimes you need the extra emphasis. That's like trying to write a uh, sentence. There are words for that or use an exclamation point. But, but what if you weren't allowed to use the exclamation point and you could only use periods? That's the difference. What if, though, when you start to use all these words and a taboo gets removed, then there's no longer that extra emphasis? You make up a new word. There has to be new words. And do those, in turn, become uh, cuss words? And another thing is that uh, when you use stuff in moderation and when it's only appropriate, instead of, you know, me just sitting here saying F this, F that, and when I really want to express myself and use the F-bomb, it doesn't really work out the way you want it to. I mean, you've even heard it with our buddies who are on satellite radio. At first, you enjoy the freedom of it, but then it's like, all right, it's gotten old. We'll only use it to emphasize what it is we really want to say. 407-916-1041, All right, Lester Big Hand says, when somebody's making everyone nervous by making an ass out of themselves and in within the earshot of a children, you have to say something to them. People are already scared. They don't need something like that making it worse. That's true. No, I just didn't feel like I was that guy. I think uh, at least you should have gone up to the the uh, nurse. Well, I was already being taken care of. No, it wasn't. Chris, you're not. Well, somebody else did it. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, I was just going to say I, I agree with the no cursing thing. I, I, I never curse, and I know when I when I will, when I do, people are going to listen to me because they, they know I don't do that, and they'll know I'm really pissed off when I, I do. I, th- I think that's the one thing about taking it in moderation, and that's a good point, Chris. I appreciate it. Right, we got to take a break. Plus, the Maverick game just started. All right, boys, you're on your own. Uh, hey, tell you what, let's do this. We got some great prizes. We got tickets to see the Magic and the uh, Grizzlies this Friday. Tickets for UCF versus Houston this Saturday. Tickets for Beer Fest at Universal City Walk. Let's do the Hideout Headline Game Show. Give out some prizes. 407 star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Uh, we need at least five players, so hurry up and light up the phone lines and get in quickly. It's your chance to get caught up on the day's news and win some stuff. From the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Welcome to the Headlines Game Show. Time to see what you think you know. Can you walk the smart guy talk or are you livestock? Try open your eye and see what you can find. You might just win a prize. He's the oh, trick. Are uh, you sheep falling asleep on your feet? If I have to have sex with a dude, I want it to be good. Headlines game show. Can I tell no. the baby to you? <laughs> Headlines game show. No. Headlines game show. Yeah. Grab my junk again. I'm a lonely nerd. All right, welcome to the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Time to play the Hideout Headline Game Show. Be a winner. Magic uh, tickets up for grabs. Magic this Friday against the Grizzlies. TD Waterhouse. Grr. Support the Madge uh, this year. You got UCF versus Houston uh, this Saturday. Beer Fest uh, 2005 at Universal City Walk. I believe that is the next weekend. And uh, we would be there, except for the fact that you and I would be in New York City, J-Dubs. And uh, also, too, um, some great prizes from the NBA and the WNBA, as this week is uh, Wheel of Fortune NBA Week on uh, Channel 9, WFTV at 7.30. We'll start off with uh, Stephanie, ladies first in the hideout, World National Local Sports Entertainment. You choose the category, true, false, multiple choice, or fill in the blank. 
Stephanie, which category would you like tonight? I'm going to take entertainment. All right, here's entertainment news with Putan. Entertainment news tonight is true or false. True or false, Stephanie Anderson Cooper resigned today from CNN. True or false? Uh, false. That is correct. You know what the hell is going on. Actually, he's been moved to prime time. Um, congratulations, Stephanie. You're a winner. It was, it was Aaron Brown, I think, who resigned. Uh, didn't resign. Sort of uh, got let go. Uh, somewhat fired. Not really. They didn't use the word fired, but kind of a fired slash resigned type thing. Yes. Hmm. Um, okay, that opens up a phone line. Moving on to the next contestant. By the way, I like that Anderson Cooper show. Uh, and uh, uh, 360. Yeah, 360 with Anderson Cooper. I think it's a good show. He hits it from all angles. There's a full spin on it. If uh, you believe O'Reilly. Um, let's go to Mark. Mark, entertainment's off the board. You want world, national sports, or entertainment? Oh, I'm sorry, entertainment. I'm sorry, not entertainment. I'll take I'll take sports. All right, here's sports, and here is uh, Putan. Sports right. today is fill in the blank, sir. What team's GM in Major League Baseball resigned yesterday? That would be the Faux Red Sox. That is correct. That is correct. You know what the hell is going on. Theo Epstein, yeah. you're a winner. Hold on, buddy. In Why fact, do you do that? Um, you want more money. In <laughs> fact, I have Kurt Schilling uh, of the Boston Red Sox talking about it. And it's disappointment. You can't fully answer that question right now. I just think the one thing that, as a player, that the frustrating part of it is that um, our opinions on on matters that mean something to us, as far as personnel in the clubhouse, um, and it's not just Theo. This is he's not the first guy who's who's out of a job from last year's organization uh, going forward. That was important to the players in this organization. It's obvious that our opinions on the, the personnel involved in, in the Red Sox on, on the field are, are irrelevant, and that's that's kind of disappointing as a player. Now, here's the thing about that with Schilling. Dude, you're the player. Uh, you, you have absolutely no say. Mm-hmm. It, it's the same where with radio personalities, and if we were going to want to dictate things to management, it's the same with you at your job. But it's still frustrating. It's absolutely frustrating, but that's the way of the world. you got to be yeah. the owner. The only way you don't have to answer anybody is if you're the owner, and even then, sometimes... Yeah, you have to answer the league. Yeah. The league or the government or something. Everybody has a boss. Didn't they end up giving him the money that he wanted and he still turned it down, though? I don't think they quite gave him everything that he wanted. I mean, look, he's 30 years old, and the Red Sox have been what, had 95-plus wins in the last three years, I think. He's really kicking ass. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a problem for him to get whatever he wants. Um, let's go to, uh, let's see here. Who's next in the Hideout Headline Game Show? Tony been on hold the next longest. What do you got, Tony? You ready to play? Yeah. World, national, or local? I think world. All right, here is world with Putin. World news tonight is multiple choice, sir. The death toll from the October 8th earthquake has risen to around what figure? Is it A, 700, B, 7,000, C, 17,000, or D, 70,000? Uh, 700. No, I'm sorry, you haven't a clue, absolutely no clue. It's 70,000, not 700. Is this the one in Pakistan? Yes, Pakistan and most uh, parts of Asia. 70,000 people dead. Yeah, 70,000. So this is bigger than the tsunami. Is it or is it no, not? Uh, tsunami is 150,000. All right, tsunami is 150,000. So in that part of the world, just the other side of the world, a quarter of a million of pe- people have died from natural disasters. Around that, yeah. 
Right. But you know what? We're in America, and we don't care. Let's make sure we come back with Tool Anima. Uh, 407-916-1041. Fred's been hanging in there. Fred, you want national or local news? Fred? Going, going, gone. Victor, that means you get a chance to hop in. Local or uh, national news? Give me uh, national. All right, here's national with uh, Putin. National news. A recent report. Oh, I'm sorry. It's fill in the blank. A recent report published in the Washington Post revealed that the CIA is running a secret prison system on what continent? Oh, shoot. Um, yeah, I just read this today. Uh, let's see. Is it Asia? No. Ah, oh, sorry. sorry I a clue. It was actually Europe. Eastern Europe, to be specific. I was thinking Antarctica. That'd be a good place to get away with it, wouldn't it? You send them down there? Everybody yeah. get real nice suntans? <laughs> I would think so. And let's wrap up the Hideout Headline Game Show with Jamie. Jamie, you got you got local news, buddy. You ready? Yep. All right, here's Putin. Seminole County Health Department. I'm sorry, multiple choice again. What the hell? Awful. What's wrong with me? Seminole County Health Department spokesman Greg Daniluk warns people of what today? Is it A, phony hurricane relief charities, B, phony quake victim charities, C, phony flu vaccine sales through scam emails? D, bad talk, uh, bad game show hosts. <laughs> uh, D, but, uh, how about a C there? The, the flu vaccination. That is correct, sir. You know what the hell is going on. Hold on, buddy. You're a winner. Congratulations, Jamie. So what's the problem? Uh, people, hours after President Bush announced his uh, $7.1 billion plan to combat <laughs> the avian flu, uh, people started spreading uh, scam and spam emails, I guess. Scam or spam, both. But they, I'm going to make sure you guys don't get sick. Anybody worried about the bird flu at all? No. Nope. Oh, hey, speaking of the president, let's take a break and come back. The president was asked a question. He was, he was very candid and honest about it. And um, actually, finally answered a question from a media a member of the press, but uh, they weren't from this country. The member of the press. Okay. We'll give you that next in the hideout. Row Radio 104.1. I'm pleased to announce my nomination of Judge Samuel A. Alito Jr. as Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. Judge Alito is one of the most accomplished and respected judges in America. And his long career in public service has given him an extraordinary breadth of experience. As a Justice Department official, federal prosecutor, and judge on the United States Court of Appeals, Sam Alito has shown a mastery of the law, a deep commitment of justice, and, a man, and he is a man of enormous character. He's scholarly, fair-minded, and principled. And these qualities will serve our nation well on the highest court of the land. I'm confident that the United States Senate will be impressed by Judge Alito's distinguished record, his measured judicial temperament, and his tremendous personal integrity. And I urge the Senate to act promptly on this important nomination so that an up or down vote is held before the end of this year. Judge, thanks for agreeing to serve. And congratulations on your nomination. All right, that's the president announcing uh, 
Judge Samuel Alito. Alito. And the uh, nomination to the Supreme Court. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. You think the uh, president ever reads his speeches before he um, actually goes out and gives them? Every time he's uh, up there talking, it sounds like uh, the, his third grade teacher just pointed at him to read out of a uh, book. You know, like oh, dude, to... I hated that. I'm not very good at reading aloud, which is odd because I'm in radio. On Golden Pond, uh, um, it was a summer day. Congratulations, Judge Lita. Uh, there was a there was this chick too. Um, her name was Lakeisha, and Lakeisha was great at reading aloud. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, fast. She had a gift for it. So all of us would pray that she would get called on. And she would read, like, ten pages so quickly so the rest of us wouldn't have to get called on in class to read aloud. I hated reading aloud. Um, so maybe I shouldn't pick on the president that much. By the way, he had, I guess, a press conference. Not sure what he was talking about. He was in Latin America. Mm-hmm. And, um... I guess there's some journalist who gets to ask, um, like, all the heads of state some sort of unofficial question. And the question is what he carries in his pockets. That's, like, his thing of, like, interested, you know, what's in your pockets. Like the when you ask a uh, rock star what's in the CD player, it's uh, or now what's in your iPod, George Bush gets asked what's in your pockets. So what's in your pockets? And the president actually... Um, Pulls out his uh, empty pockets and says, "Es todo, no dinero. That's all, no money." <laughs> then he that's going to be a perfect photo to have when we're bankrupt, and it's just our president with the his, both of his pockets pulled out. Es todo, no dinero. <laughs> and then he joked in his own brand of Spanglish. It's, it's like he's uh, like uh, being held up or something, man. Hey, man, I got nothing. Look, I have nothing. Or it's a or it's a uh, a Spanish bum coming up. Yeah. Es todo. No got, dinero. Sorry, man. I spent it at the meter. <laughs> hey, I, I got to put this in. I'm going to be over here. I'm going to be at the matador until 2. I got to use all this change. And he goes, um, no wallet, no bolsa. <laughs> so... That's what the president's doing. It's a hideout real radio 104.1. Now, you know that's not true. Yeah. There's no way the uh, president's walking around with nothing in his pocket. So if he was really being honest there and saying, all right, I'll tell you what's in my pockets. It's corporations. I got them right here. They're in my pockets. Or would it be the other way around? Would it be, would it be he's in the pockets of the corporations? I think, it's, uh, I think they both got a little of each of them in each other's pockets. So he, too, has the special interest in his pockets? Yes. And he's in the pockets of the special interests? Yes. Hmm. He also has uh, an old piece of gum in his pockets. It still has flavor, so he's saving it for later. He just wrapped it back up in its packaging. I bet he actually... I think the president, in his pockets, if he were to have them, um, stuff in them, is like this little, like this little note, like a napkin. Mm-hmm. That has Dick Cheney's phone number on it, and it says, please use before talking to anyone. I, I wonder if his uh, AA token's still in his pocket. I wonder if that's still sitting in there, saying, hey, <laughs> I promised. I promised to myself. Triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. 
I'm, he, I'm sure he has stuff in his pockets for when he's on Air Force One, a little bored, like maybe some Mad Libs. Some Mad Libs to uh, get done, or maybe crossword puzzles. Um, I think he's probably got two. Because I'm sure he's got to have some stuff in his pocket. I can't imagine going through life and have nothing in your pockets. Oh, yeah, my pockets are full of everything I need for the day. Maybe he's got, like, um, like an empty day planner. <laughs> well, nothing to do today. No worries. Oh, look. Two days ahead. I got a vacation coming up. You think that's what it, his itinerary for his next trip to Crawford? Yes, he, he always carries that with him because it's always the next day. And he doesn't want to lose it. 407-916-1041, Maybe his library card is in there that is always readily available to the feds now. You know, so the feds can look up at whatever he's uh, checking out. He's reading the new Kurt Angle book, or the old Kurt Angle book, like me. I think he's reading uh, maybe some, you know, some nice easy reading, maybe a pop-up or a, uh, a Dr. Seuss. You think he has, like, an iPod shuffle, and this is the song he has on repeat the whole time? Sounds like a little speedy. Maybe the president listening to this in his iPod shuffle. Just over and over again. Because you need something in your pockets if you're the president. You can't have nothing in your pockets. You think, you think he has Prussian blue skinhead boy in his iPod? I'm just throwing it out there. He could. It's not out of the realm of possibility. By the way, cute little girls. Speaking of skinhead boy, that'll be dubs tomorrow as we shave his head during the open door policy yep. for losing another Detroit Lions bet. This time to Nightmare Dave as the Bears beat the uh, Lions over the weekend. Now in uh, George W. Bush's uh, pockets, since he didn't say he has anything in his pockets, I think he does at most times have something in his pockets. Do you think he has like a list of buzzwords to uh, get him out of bad questions or like you know? To distract people from the real issues? No, they just burn those directly into his brain. Spider hole. I think every night he sits down like the clockwork orange, and they just peel back his eyelids, and he just sit there and forced to watch a video that Carl Rove puts together for him. Do you think he may have some, like, ambient or something in his pocket? Because that's the only way. Only way he's able to sleep at night. No way. He's so oblivious, he sleeps better than you and I could ever Mm. sleep. All right, Matt Albert says he's probably got Tecmo Bowl in there for long trips. <laughs> Do you think he has, like, a little tape recorder, like one of those personal ones, where, like, whenever he's feeling in doubt of himself, it just repeats to himself, I'm not dumb. I'm not dumb. I'm I, not dumb. Ironically, the whole Stuart Smalley thing, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. That's his life. He's living the, living the Stuart Smalley bit. All right, 407-916-1041, 888 and Star 104 when you sing your little Do you think he has a cell phone? Do you think the president has a cell phone? Yes, I do, and I think Chingy is his ringtone. My personal belief. Oh, you think it's Jaquan Tipsy? <laughs> um, hey, all right, here's one. What do you do? You, do you think it's odd the fact that like, have you ever thought about it that everyone has a, has a phone number? Like, you think of some people and how big and grand and great they are. But they still have a but the, phone number just like you? But they have a phone number. Same with, like, a license or an identification card. All of them have to get their picture taken for the state. All of them have to uh, go to the DMV. 
Not everybody. Not everybody drives. I don't believe that one. But you need an ID of some sort, and you still need to go to one of these state offices to get an ID. Yeah, you're right. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Like you think about, like think about who you idolize the most. Who's probably alive right now? And just the fact that they have a cell phone number, and you'll probably never have that phone number. What would you give for you that know phone what? number? If you find out where they live and where they've got their carrier from, odds of elimination, you can probably find that number. You think? Yeah, I mean, if you can find the area code and uh, uh, just like the uh, the immediate area and find out who their carrier are, you have you know, like 10,000, 999,000 different uh, combinations. But All right, Tommy's trying to give out a phone number for the president. It's what is my, it? It's mine, Ash. It's a 202. All right, yeah, <laughs> don't. That's my phone number. You guys are closer and closer than to getting your... Uh, Stream of Pepe's phone number. All right, Matt Albert says, uh, how about a word of the day calendar? Today's word is conspiracy. You know what? Let's take a break and come back, Dubs. Are you ready to do this? You ready to do our new hideout way of talking politics? How is that? How are we doing that again? All right, here's what we're going to do. Because I don't want anybody to feel left out if you're on the right, if you're on the left. Just like this last segment, if you were on the right, you probably felt a little left out during the segment. Yet you still laughed because you know it's true about your president. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break and come back, and we're going to draw who has to defend the Republicans and who has to defend the Democrats. Okay. 407-916-1041, Here's the thing. If you're on either side of the issue... You're going to want to call and help uh, either Dubs or myself out because yeah. you want your point getting out there. You want your side to win, either Republican or Democrat. You want your side to win. And we have a vested interest in this because I don't want to lose my debate to J-Dubs, even if I am on the Republican side. And I don't want to lose to Hefe. All right, we'll take a break and we'll come back. Also, speaking of the word conspiracy, I think I have a clip from The Daily Show that I want to come back with, Chunks. Ooh. Um, I believe it was from yesterday. Yeah, it's the first track on yesterday's CD that I gave you. Come back with that from The Daily Show in the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Republicans were more willing to talk about the alleged misdeeds of the vice president's chief of staff and what they did or did not mean to the White House. Well, those who were expecting uh, an indictment uh, if, uh, indicating a broad conspiracy to out a covert CIA agent are uh, going to be disappointed. And what he found was no criminal conspiracy. It can't really be a conspiracy. There's no conspiracy? No conspiracy. Hmm. Everyone is saying the exact same thing on the exact same day. It's almost as if there was some kind of, mm, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Some sort of larger plan. Mm, um. So it's not a conspiracy, therefore this is not... This is not Watergate. This is not nearly as serious as Watergate. It's not Watergate. Oh, it doesn't compare to Watergate, of course. No Watergate. And as long as it's not Watergate! I think in this story is a lot of good news for the administration. Hooray for the indictment! This is great news for the president! Whee! What an opportunity for 
President Bush, now he gets to re-restore integrity to the White House. The Daily Show from a couple of nights ago. It's a hideout, Row Radio 104.1. I am El Jefe, and that is J-Dubs. 407-916-1041, Time to talk politics, but in a different kind of way. The hideout, I, I want to maybe see if we can come up with something for it. I want to call it the Hideout Political Pundit Improv. Because he and the Hideout, I pride diversity of opinions, and we're not going to lie to you. Dubs and I are liberal dudes, for the most part. And we don't want you, Republicans and right-wingers, to feel completely left out. So I have decided that uh, one of us will have to argue the issue from the other end. Okay. And we will do it. Arbitrarily. In fact, what we're going to do, i got a pin right here. I'm going to spin the pin. A little uh, spin the bottle type thing? Yeah. Whichever the ballpoint ends up on, or closest to. Yeah, whichever way it's facing. Gets to pick what they want what, uh, what side they want to defend. Okay, and what what is our first topic going to be? Um, well, how about we go with the, uh, the leak case? Okay. All right? Because that's been a real bit. And we can move on. The leak case, Alito. Again... If you hear well, either one of us debating your point of view, and you think you can help out either side, please call in 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone, especially the right wing, whoever has that. Or conservative, yeah. or Republican, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Yeah, who, the person defending your side is definitely going to need your help. All right, here we go, Dubs. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to spin this thing. Pen isn't good for it. Hold on a second. Uh, here we go. Got one. Or I have a uh, lighter. I got one. Ready? All right. Put it down. Uh-huh. Damn. All right, it's you. The ballpoint was facing you, J Dubs. I will take the liberal side, the left wing. You can take that uh, wonderful right-wing side that's so easy to defend right now. Oh, you know what? Giant Brian says, hey, wait a second. Don't you guys have the budget for at least a coin flip? I think he's right. Let's flip a coin. No, no. We've, we've decided on this thing. Maybe we'll change it tomorrow to flipping a coin, but I won. I won under the terms which were said. I think we should flip a coin because it would sound better on the radio. No, it wouldn't. I How would a coin flip sound better on the radio? 407-916-1041. We are not taking suggestions on coin flip or uh, spin the bottle. All right, hold on. I got it. I got a CD. Let's flip no, the CD. No, no one's flipping a CD. No one's flipping anything. Call it. Burn. Burn one. Damn it, burn one. All right, what are you going to choose to be? I'm going to choose to be the left-leaning. Damn it! All right, so i got to argue the right side? You have to argue the right side. All right, this is going to be tough. All right, so what are we starting off with first? And what Scooter are... Libby and the uh, leak case. All right, I'm going to need some help. 407-916-1041. Triple eight nine seven eight one zero four. All right, Dub. Since you're so confident, and you want to speak for the left, okay. In your, uh, let me see if I can get into mode. In your, uh, in your lefty, silly, uh, frou frou way of thinking over there. Okay. Um, go ahead. Uh, what are, what are your points about Scooter Libby? Well, my points about Scooter Libby and the. Entire administration from which this leak came from is the fact that uh, Scooter Libby was on the end, uh, in the beginning of the phone calls and started this whole thing of 
uh, allowing a CIA agent to uh, be uh, opened up and uh, everybody knows who she is and what she does. I believe that I think uh, that the indictment actually has gone a little light on uh, Scooter Libby. I think that he should be gotten a lot more, as well as the rest of the administration, because you know Scooter Libby was not the only person in on this. Dick Cheney is in on this. Carl Rove is in on this. And I believe even the president, George W. Bush, were all in on letting this leak go. Uh, You're saying all this, Dubs, but Mm -hmm. how can you actually prove it? Here you have someone who the left was really happy about in Scott Fitzgerald. They picked him to be the prosecutor, and he couldn't even get enough evidence to get an indictment on the actual conspiracy to leak the names. All he could come up with was uh, the obstruction of justice and perjury. And obstruction of justice and perjury isn't enough to uh, prove that this has been a corrupt administration? Don't forget the fact that Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, is also guilty of these things if you want to talk about who's high and mighty. It doesn't matter who's, uh, just because one person uh, does something doesn't mean it erases the next person's uh, crime of uh, perjury and obstruction of justice. All right, if you're on my side, help. 407 star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. That's like me saying I raped someone, but hey, there's a bunch of other people who have raped too. I can't be the bad guy. Just because I raped doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. Uh, you, did you just admit to something that isn't even really related to this conversation? It is very re- related to Are you talking about Bill Clinton again? No, he did not rape. It was completely consensual with the fat girl. Uh, you know what? This actually, being on the right is kind of fun. Because you could just kind of say the outlandish yeah, you, stuff you, you and go with it. You could just kind of pick apart anything and make it uh, completely not about the subject which we're talking all right, 407-916-1041, right, you know who I should get on my side to help me? And it would drive him even further insane? Putin. All right, Putin, you're on my right-wing Republican side when we argue these t- these points. I want to take a break and regroup. Because you I, already need to regroup? I, hey, we're up on a break anyway. <laughs> sure. Right now you got me on the ropes. But I'm really needing some help from the right. Um, because so far, as we've heard, Bill Clinton's a liar, and that's, that's the, not what that's we're talking about. That's the most important thing that that's we need not to remember. What we're talking about Bill Clinton may have lied. Who wouldn't lie about getting oral from a fat chick? How many times have you banged a chick and something's happened and you were like, "No, nah, I never did her." That's happened many times, and this is completely different of putting people's lives at risk. As as El Hannity, I never get oral. I don't believe in degrading women that way. Right, here you have some help. Greg, you're in the High Down Road Radio. Help me out, Greg. Help me debate this uh, this li- limp-wristed uh, lefty sissy in J-dubs. Hello. Yeah, are you guys, I just got uh, called in. Are you guys still talking about the scooter living and all that? Yes. Yeah, help me, dude. Well, first off, there's, I mean, obstruction of dust. There's, yeah, that, you can find that on anybody at anything. I didn't, no, you uh, cannot find anybody in anything. You have to actually lie uh, to an officer, judge, or something trying to cover up an actual crime. That's obstruction of justice. Obstruction well, 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 can... Hold on. First off, you guys, the left side has already indicted the guy, thrown him in jail, and thrown away the keys, and he hasn't even had his day in court yet. Uh, you know what? That's a good point. Hold on a second. I want my president to actually bring this up, Greg. Hold on one second. I want you to still hang on. Okay. Go ahead and play this, Chunks. Special Counsel Fitzgerald's investigation 
and ongoing legal proceedings are serious. And now the process moves into a new phase. In our system, each individual is presumed innocent and entitled to due process and a fair trial. That's right. This is America, and you're innocent until proven guilty, and this is just merely an indictment, and it does not mean that he, in fact, did it, and how dare you go off and begin indicting the president and the vice president. I believe they should be indicted. And others around him, when the only person so far has been a scooter, and he isn't even found guilty yet. This is America, and we're innocent in America. And Bill Clinton did the same thing. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. And what happened when Bill Clinton did that? The right uh, made him look guilty before his day in trial. All right, 407-916-1041. We're going to take a break, and I'm going to go over there and talk to Putin about our game plan. Because I need some help. I'm trying hard, though. Have you ever found it really hard to argue for something you don't believe in? Mm -hmm. It's kind of fun, because then you can kind of say whatever you want to say. And what about you, Dubs? You're not so innocent over there if you want to start Never said I had. Then but how, that's just like you trying to switch the uh, the stuff off of Scooter Libby and bring it on to me, bring it on to Bill Clinton, bring it on to anybody else other than the main point, Scooter Libby, who has... Hold on a second. We just appointed a new Supreme Court justice. I want you to focus on no, that. No, we're focusing on Scooter Libby. Focus on him and his qualifications. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Former agent Jim Marcinkowski says one of the worst things about the leak is that it gives America's enemies clues about how the CIA operates. She is the wife of an ambassador, for example. Now, since this happened, every wife of an ambassador is going to be suspected, or they'll know there's a possibility that the wife of a U.S. ambassador is a CIA agent. We're talking about lives, and we're talking about capabilities. We do our work. We risk our own lives. We risk the lives of our agents in order to protect our country. And when something like this happens, it cuts to the very core of what we do. Not, we're not being undermined by the North Koreans. We're not being undermined by uh, the Russians. We're being undermined by officials in our own government. That I find galling. All right, that's not helping me. Welcome back into the Hideout Real Radio 104. I think it's a bit unfair here in the Hideout Political Pundit Improv. I have to argue the side of the right dubs the side of the side of the left when it involves the leak case that you have all this audio backing up your point of view. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. UL Hefe are going to have to uh, have the callers at your disposal to help you. To uh, prove your point. All right, so it can be me and the callers against you? Well, I mean, some of the callers will be on my side, but the callers are going to be your main resource during this thing while I have uh, truth and facts. All right, let me ask you in all seriousness, what truth and facts, please? I'm going to go to Putin, my uh, special uh, right-hand man, my Karl mm-hmm. Rove. Uh, help me out over here, Putin. There wasn't any real damage done by this leak. And obviously, too, there was nothing really found by Fitzgerald, was there? No, nothing. I mean, obstruction of justice is essentially a trumped-up charge. It's nothing more than a mom does to protect her son when the cop comes calling, asking him if he had went throwing eggs. And, I mean, 
that that tape we just listened to, all the ambassadors' wives are under uh, suspicion now. Who? What country is going around showing secrets to ambassadors' wives just willy-nilly? And now all of a sudden, because of this, they're like, "Oh, well, you know, we probably shouldn't be showing that to you, eh?" Exactly. I think it gives, uh, if there is uh, ambassadors' wives uh, that are members of the CIA, I think it gives them a little extra... And that's um, just one point. That's such an extreme example. Who's to say? I mean, this is just Joe Wilson and Valerie Plame. That doesn't mean that every single ambassador uh, and every single wife would be an agent. That's well, asinine to think that. It's too well, obvious. Chew on this for a second. Um, Scooter Libby has lied about uh, it, when he was being questioned about different now, things. Now, he hasn't lied. He didn't recall correctly. Which is just as good as lying. No, it's not. It's a completely different thing. No. It's a different... Because he did recall. Sometimes people misplace things whenever you're trying to go back and think about... Think about what you did two years ago. Can you I, directly put who called you first when it comes to a specific event? If, of course not. If I if I was in something uh, with that magnitude, yes, I would remember. But they're constantly in things of that magnitude, J-Dubs. Everything is important when you're working in the White House. And all I'm saying is and if, don't, you, if don't, you've don't. lied about one thing, you've lied on a series of other things. Lying will uh, dig you into a hole and make you lie more. And it, studies have shown greatly that if you, if you lie, if you lie... There are, it's a very big chance that you have lied in many other aspects. Tell me where you got the source of this study. You can Google it. I don't have time because I'm sitting here talking to you. 407-916-1. I'm not going to cite everything I say. I'm, I'm, not, well, a, I'm not calling it. the factor. I don't have to have a, a newspaper in front of me. Well, then don't say it. Alexi, you're in the hideout. What up, Alexi? Alexi. Hey, um... Not much. Go ahead. I'm sorry, what? Go ahead, talk. Um, I just think that all this talk about the CIA agent is, like, gratuitous. I don't see what the point is. I mean, we have a president who's basically committing war crimes every day. You know, we have an entire administration. And exactly. I mean, he's he's committing war crimes. Also, he is endangering his own people in other ways more than just sending them under fire. War crimes based on what? Based uh, on lying. statutes. Statutes I mean, swear uh, that we don't even we're not even subscribing to those statutes, so technically it's not even war crimes because we didn't sign off on those uh, conventions. And basically, he's not committing any war crime because all he's doing is sitting in his ranch. He's not doing anything. So exactly. Basically, he's not doing anything. When you when you sign an order or uh, bark an order out and uh, crimes are committed during those orders, that falls onto you. Crimes weren't committed. His his orders were to take Iraq and free the people, and mistakenly, a few civilians were killed. And that does not, not a I'm war not crime make. Collateral damage, my friend. That's collateral damage when you're building freedom. No, those are people. Are they you, aren't collateral damage. Hold on a people. Second. Are you against freedom? Now, yes. If so you're it, saying you're against the troops. It depends what the price of freedom is. If the price of freedom is to, if for me to be free, if I have to kill everybody around me, I would rather not be free. Well, then I guess you just don't want to live, do you? You're not no, I want, I want everybody to live around me. I don't want to have to murder and uh, dismantle people just so I can feel a little bit more comfortable. I would rather dismember them so that I feel comfortable. The Civil War was the most bloody war in American history, Dubs. Would you prefer that we had saved those lives and remained two separate uh, states? Or do you like 
uh, I would have preferred if someone didn't come over here and try and attack us so we would have to liberate ourselves. I would prefer that, yes. The Civil War? Oh, I, th- I thought you were talking about Revolutionary. I'm sorry. And what was with the Revolutionary War? Why did we have to have that one? I thought we could have just made this England West, and everyone would have been happy. I would have been ecstatic. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, and star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. All right, dubs. Oh, that made my brain hurt. I got to do better research for the right. I feel like I let the right down tonight. I don't even think you did all that well. I just think I did a poor job of defending the right wing. Putin, good job over there. Putin, where do you even really fall? Wherever the hell I want. Yeah, just kind of on this issue. Floating back and forth. On the Scooter Libby issue, where do you uh, fall on that? Honestly? Yeah. Uh, screw the man, uh, cut off George Bush's head, and let's uh, fry the bastards. All right, you can't even say that. You realize you say Why that? Not? You say that on the air, then all of a sudden we're getting knocks on the door. Yeah, from Secret Service. Really? Yeah. 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 So I did you a favor and dumped it, and it's still getting out on the Internet. So I want to let everybody know Putin said it. I really want to meet one of them. And not I. Should I well, say it again? No, and you're going to. You're probably going to. I just did you a favor. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll switch gears a little bit, Dubs. Okay. Talk about sex and alcohol. Now, Madam Monkey from MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E. Uh, we talked to her every Wednesday night. Sexpert. And Chunks, tonight is the mixture of alcohol and sex, is that what it is? And is it good, bad, the yeah, other? Yeah, it's pretty much just uh, mixing the two. All right, we'll take a break, we'll come back, and we'll talk to Madam Monkey. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. The majority of women I know that have gotten toys is because they're not in a relationship and they're <clears throat> pleasing themselves <laughs> safely. But, I mean, unless he's willing to play with you, then I, I would feel threatened. Those things have some powers that guys don't. From Oprah. Uh, one of the worst things you don't ever want to hear. Or one of the worst things you could ever hear. Just a chick basically saying, hey dudes, you're irrelevant uh, once you get a sex toy. Um, once you get going to that sex toy, uh, too bad for you. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1 half and J-Dubs. The funny thing is, I call my girlfriend irrelevant every time she brings him a bottle of Jergens. I'm like, now I have no need for you. I think I get pissed off every one of the clips that you have from Oprah, because they're all just chicks just laughing at men. I mean, this one talking about the toys, Stupid the last men. one. Oh, I fake it all the time, and they don't even know what retards. I just picture a bunch of fat, catty women just sitting around bitching about men. Well, they're picturing the right thing, then. Let's talk to a hot chick who's cool about sex and is open to a lot of ideas about it. It's uh, Madam Monkey from MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E, um, our sex expert. Madam Monkey, what's going on, sweetie? Oh, not much. Just listening to you guys. I missed that episode of Oprah. Uh, I, I think it was uh, from yesterday. Okay, okay. Yeah. I saw some of it, the guy who got dumped because he went to a strip club. So. Are you a constant Oprah watcher? No, I'm not. <laughs> Good. That's why I like you even more now. <laughs> Tonight's discussion, uh, the mixture of sex and alcohol. Uh, I'll, I'll pose an easy question for you, Madam Monkey. Good or bad? Um, depends on the outcome. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think a lot of us have been there where we've uh, had a little bit too much to drink and had great sex. And as long as you don't end up married, uh, pregnant, um, one of those other things, you know, 
it's a, it can be a good or a bad thing. Right, so what's a bad thing for me? Because mine don't work right when uh, I've had too much. I hold on. I, I, it's one thing at a time. What is it about alcohol that can make sex so good? You you lose your inhibition, so you are can be a totally different person when you're drunk when you have sex because you're not worried about as much how you look, what you're doing, how they're gonna think of you how the other person looks or how you look you personally how you personally look and then obviously the other person looks better to you generally when you're drunk right absolutely uh madam monkey in the hideout on real radio 104.1 midnightmonkey.com n-i-t-e now dubs brings up that when he drinks sometimes his stuff don't work well that that can be a problem that does happen unfortunately i've heard that referred to as Whiskey D. Yeah, exactly. Now, is that um, is that only because it's specifically whiskey? Are there only certain like liquors and alcohols that can do that to you, or could it be everything? It can be any anything that uh, well, basically anything gonna, and everything. Right, exactly. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought it was specifically whiskey. No, no. it's not just whiskey. It can be beer. <laughs> hmm. All right. My uh, giant Brian says as long as there's enough alcohol for them not to remember, it's good. All right, so maybe it's good for you because you're um, a little self-conscious there. So, uh, Madam Monkey, now let me ask you, does the mixture of alcohol, does that increase your chances for sex? Yes, because if you're in a bar and everyone's drinking, not only, like you mentioned, you know, are other people going to look more attractive to you, you're also going to look more attractive to other people. So, I mean, drinking is one of the number one Reasons why people remove their panties or their boxers or whatever, because they're drinking. They're having a good time. They're losing their inhibitions. But on the reverse side of that, there are the issues where you might have sex with someone that if you were sober, you definitely would not. Right, because sometimes could you say maybe even if you're drunk and you see and maybe like you're going to kiss the chick or something, you're looking a little bit closer, she got a little something around the mouth, and you're like, oh, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, you get some time anyway. I'm just going to go for it now. Right, right. So that's where it can be dangerous. Now, the other thing, too, that maybe can be dangerous about mixing sex and alcohol is um, not using the proper birth control. Exactly. All right, how does that happen? Tell me about that one, Madam Monkey. Well, you, you just don't think it's going to happen. You don't care. You're not using your your all your senses. You're not being smart. So you go without protection, and then next thing you know, she's pregnant. And she may be someone you just met in a bar, so you don't really like her, don't really know her, and you're having a kid with her. Or it could be one of those nights when you kind of know you're in Vegas, you're having a great time, you get a little drunk, and you just decide you want to go get married. Uh, Wake you, up the next morning, and, you know, if you're Britney Spears, you get an annulment. Or yeah, you, you know, you're married to uh, Jason Alexander, not even the good one. Exactly. Uh, Madam Monkey from MidnightMonkey.com, NIT, hideout sex bird on Real Radio 104.1. Who do you think uh, is more sexually driven uh, or more sexual during drinking, male or female? I'm going to say female. Because they have the more more of the inhibitions? Exactly. From And this is just my personal going out with my girlfriends because women get their confidence up. They, you know, men are more flirtatious. Women feel more, they can let go more, be themselves, have more fun. So, yeah, I, I would say it's going to be the women. Here's what I wonder, too. What is it about alcohol that makes you, just makes you hornier? Because I know a lot. some people are angry drunks. Um, some people are sad drunks. Uh, I am a horny drunk. <laughs> like, just, I've never been angry when I get drunk. No. I'm never the guy who wants to start a fight. 
I'm never even really the guy who gets depressed. I'm the guy who really uh, is, quote-unquote, out for blood. Right. You right. know, I really... You like that kind of thing? You're maybe into bloodytrixie.com? Maybe when I'm drunk, I am. And I just, I wonder what it is, like... Is there anything physically about that? Or like, you know, the mixture of chemicals or something? I think everyone acts differently to alcohol. Um, but in most cases, when I'm out at bars, or it's very seldom that I ever run into the angry drunk. Um, but I'm a lo- I am call it a loving drunk. I'm a loving drunk. I love every woman I'm drunk. All right, you know, me too. We, so. really, we really have to get together, Madam Monkey. Exactly. I think that we could have a really, really good time. Dubs, what kind of drunk are you? I go through uh, uh, it all. You know, I can be a horny drunk. I can be a angry drunk. I can be a depressed drunk. It all depends on, you know, if it's the beginning of the night, end of the night, what I'm drinking. You do, know? What about what about for you specifically, Dubs? Uh, sex and alcohol in the mixture. What does it do to you? I well, I I'll never be able to uh, complete if I'm drunk. Never. No. I'll go for hours and not be able to complete. Now, is that while bagging it or not? Either. Really? Because, see, I would figure the combination of bagging it and being drunk, you're not feeling anything at that point. Basically, you're doing cardio. (laughs) You're just getting a workout in, uh, working on your midsection, your core. Um, But I figure, you know, you're not bagging it. Maybe you're with your old lady you've been with for a very long time. You're drunk. Maybe it helps things a little bit. Hey, how about this? I've always heard this, too, like about married couples where they have to drink in order to have sex. What's that about? Is that to forget that they're married or what? Uh, I think that just gives them, um, they're drunk, they forget who they're with. It's just, they, they can, can fantasize more and be different people. You turn the uh, you turn the lights off, you see brown hair, it's just brown hair, and you don't automatically think that it's your old lady. Think of someone different, if that's what, you know, and we you know, all do that. And it's, t- and it's probably easier for chicks to think about someone different, too. Like if it's dark and they're drunk and maybe with the shadow of uh, of the guy, it could be anybody for the most part. All right, Madam Monkey, MidnightMonkey.com, N-I-T-E. Thank you so much for joining us in the hideout. I appreciate uh, it. Thanks, guys. All right, bye-bye. That is something. There's just something about alcohol when I start drinking that I'm ready to, uh, to bang every chick I see. Who? What? I just get a visual of you having sex. Oh yeah, like I'm sure you're such a pretty no. handsome uh, guy with your, oh, uh, uh, with, your with your mullet flapping, your Indianapolis tattooed across your back. I'm sorry that uh, shaped like a cello. They, whatever. I'm sure that's so pretty. I never said it was, but I'm. Well, I'm then why so- call me out? Like all of us, I wouldn't. Brad Pitt can call me out for having ugly sex. You can't. Okay, I won't ever again. What's wrong with you? Nothing. You attack me, I can't attack you. Now all of a sudden, okay, fine. We're not going to argue or run with a bit. All right, we'll take a break and come back. All right, Sir Gary has some news headlines that he feels Putin left out. So we'll have to get to those. And uh, a lot more still, too, in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. You having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the Rick Riley, I guess Oprah had some sort of a panel with dudes talk about chicks or talk to her audience about chicks and post-sex and stuff. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. I'll have fan J-Dubs on a Wednesday night. Come on in. 
1041 and star one zero four one on your singular wireless phone. Uh, we did the hideout headline game show earlier, but Sir Gary says we may have left some things off. So let's talk to the hideout news director, Sir Gary the Prophet. What's going on, Sir Gary? How are you? How are you gentlemen tonight? Uh, I don't know. Everybody's pissed off at each other, but we'll work it all out. How are you? Doing work program this evening. Very kind of for me. Very good. Um, what did we leave out? Well, um, got about um the uh, black guy that. Um, oh oh guy. no, not a black guy! Wow. Go ahead, Sir Gary. Got about the black guy that um, oh. went to uh, Rosa Parks. Uh, Funeral. Uh, there are probably there's a lot a bl- of black there's guys a black, there. There's only one black guy that went to Rosa Parks' funeral? Uh, just a couple of blacks. Uh-huh. And his name was Bill Clinton. Yes, sir, Bill Clinton. <laughs> um, uh, What else went on? Well, um, I guess Hillary Clinton was there, too. Right. Another black man. Well, that's an interracial dating situation. Yes, sir. And that really was kind of frowned upon, and that's one of the things also the civil yes, rights sir. movement was about. Uh, anything uh, locally going on, Sir Gary the Prophet? Uh, I don't know, but we're having our rummage stuff tomorrow and Friday at New Hope Property Baptist Church in Miller and Dirt Street Winter Garden from, from 12, 12 noon to 5.30 p.m. We have plenty of stuff there for people to that is That is actually big news. Hey, real fast, uh, Sir Gary, a que- somebody has a question for you. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. But, yes, sir. Um, people would like to know if you have voted and who was the last person you voted for. Uh, I voted for George Bush. Oh, you did vote for George W. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, thank you, Sir Gary. Appreciate God it. Have a good evening. Enjoy your program. And God Take care. Bless. Thank you. Oh, boy, that makes a lot of sense. All right, one of the stories I figured maybe Sir Gary would clue us in on Yeah. is a math teacher in Tampa has been accused of a uh, high school love affair with one of her players. She also coaches the varsity basketball team. So this is girl-on-girl affair at a school? Yeah. Um, I guess Coach Wallace had an 18-month sexual relationships uh, relationship with the uh, student-slash-player that started in 2002 when the player was 14. I'm sure it wasn't that sexy. I'm sure it was very bull. And here's how the teacher brought it up. Two flat tops coming together. Here's how the teacher brought it up. Allegedly, the coach slash teacher stapled a note to a graded piece of paper saying that she found the girl attractive. <laughs> the figures absent school. Was there a check yes or check no box there, too? If you check yes, you get an A on this paper. If you check no, you're going home with a C, and not mine. All right, Roger has something real fast. What up, Roger? Hey, buddy. Roger. All right. It was mean anyway. <laughs> now, apparently, this uh, Wallace is a very good teacher. I'm sure a, she is. She taught that girl the best that she knows. And a great coach, because the team has been like 44 and 16. I'm sure she's very cunning. All right. Now, let me ask you, what is it about Tampa, and what is it about Florida, where this is just running rampant? Because wasn't there that really, really the hot... really hot teacher, yeah, that had sex with the student. But that was girl-on-man action. This is girl-on-girl action. This takes it to another level. This is what's, what really, really scares the white people. Now, if this is a male teacher and a male student, 
Oh, they, they would say the gays have infiltrated our schools. It's all over. End times are coming. But instead, it's a couple of chicks, so it's like, eh. I have a video. Uh, I'm sure Dad's uh, asking to watch. Yeah, I have a video in a brown paper bag at the top of my closet that has something close to this scenario. What's the brown paper bag filled with? All right, Roger, you're back in the hideout. What do you got, dude? I'm back, man. I just knew that this was a fact. Bush did win because of the retard vote. <laughs> All right, thank you. And that's in reference to Sir Gary and the voting. I told well, you. Well, Bush won won in this uh, this story too. I mean, there's nothing but Bush going on. Why do you have your stuff in a paper bag in your closet? You, I, li- you live alone, don't you? Yeah, actually, uh, it was a reference to my uncle would do that. That was his thing, and we'd go rummaging through it. But he had a brown paper bag with all of his porn on beta. You know what? If I had kids coming in and out of my house and uh, I knew that they'd be looking for my porn, I'd run a batch right where that brown paper bag is. So if they want to get to my porn, they have to go through me. Oh, it's so dirty, man. What is it about you? And This is all the sexual stuff. This is not revolved like kids. Hey, they're they're trying to steal adult things. So your defense for your porn is your own, like... Yes, my own matter. <sighs> right, let it me creates add, a web. Let me let me ask you something in all seriousness mm-hmm. about this coach and this te- and this uh, player from this yeah. high school basketball team and the lesbian love affair in Tampa. By the way, I know I love Tampa for a reason. Is it really wrong? How old was the fourteen when they met? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's wrong. I think it's a I, real problem when you fire teachers for having an affair with like a seventeen-year-old senior. Fourteen, very impressionable, very, uh, very confused. You are not going to be able to uh, convince me that a, a lady teacher taking a fourteen-year-old girl and having relationships with them is the right thing. Alright, 407-916-1041. Is it wrong just because of American society? Because in previous cultures, whenever you hit puberty, you're fair game. Well, if it's the right thing or wrong thing, I don't think that's the question here. Is it the hot thing? Does this turn you on even knowing the age is going on? I want to talk about it from a <laughs> uh, from a higher level. Mm. If I'll I'll I right down here in the gutter, if you don't mind. If I was 14, I would have loved for one of my teachers, certain ones especially, to bring me into being a man. The males? <laughs> All right, so so what would you do if someone had stapled, like if you like your hot teacher, okay? Let's say your really hot teacher stapled the note on your uh, failing grade for giving speeches, because obviously you don't know how to vary inflection. Would you want to meet that teacher somewhere? Would you M E A T? Would you go like would you go on a date with the teacher? I mean, how do you even carry on a relationship like that for eighteen months? What you do, just to answer yes, you leave a stamp right on the uh the paper and then you hand it back to her. And that that no there and she knows game on. You know what I'd do? Hmm. I would uh I'd probably show that to everyone I know. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. That would end up as my latest blog on MySpace. Look what Miss Cunningham gave me. Mmm, cunning. I'm badass. Lou, you're in the hideout on Rural Radio. What's up, Lou? Uh, yeah, I was just commenting on, uh, I'm, uh, 35 years old, and I had a good experience with, uh, a teacher with a, you know, a student, but, and I was the student, but 
Nobody's really uh, wondering if uh, if it would have been a cost. And I'm not calling the racial card or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But no, lesbian or gay or anything. I mean, we all have our you know tolls to bear. But if it would have been the other way around, if it would have been on the opposite race thing, do you think it'd have been a bit bigger, more press? Uh, I I don't even know. Is it is it an interracial thing? Is it a white thing? Is it a black thing? I don't even know the no, race. No, to be honest, yeah, you got to realize it's uh, an adult taking uh, privileges on a child. So yeah, I'm that, I'm wondering though. Now I'm, I'm actually interested. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about the race in the actual story, but I I believe yeah. If it, and have you noticed that if it's a really hot either way, the teacher or the student, it makes more headlines. Yeah. Well, of course, it's more sensational. Now, getting back to the point, do you remember when you were 14? Mm-hmm. And how did you feel like you were smart enough or good enough or like you knew enough to have sex back then? Without a doubt. You knew at that point that... I, I think everybody forgets what it was like to be 14 years old. The number 14, and how, when you think about it, just seems so young. But when you put yourself back in that 14 uh, mentality, you felt like you knew what was going on. But I think the difference is you didn't at that point. You had no idea. If you looked, if you talked to uh, yourself when you were 14, if you had a conversation back and forth, you would think you were talking to a tard. I see. Here's the thing. I don't think so. I honestly, I believe that as a 14 year old kid, I was pretty smart, and I knew a few things. Maybe I didn't know everything. Smart for a 14 year old, but still. 14-year-old or 14-year-old. I don't think you're giving 14-year-old people enough, 14-year-old kids enough credit. I honestly, I, I just well, remember. It seems like this one's getting a little extra credit. Yeah, that is true. All right, Bateman tells me he had sex with his friend's sort of ex-girlfriend at 14. I bet you the Tommy Bateman of today and the Tommy Bateman of 14 isn't really all that different. You think so? I don't think so. I saw pictures of him. He had long hair. So? And he, really, and he played the guitar. He's really, really good. One and of the best I've ever seen. And he doesn't do it anymore. He doesn't make songs for the show. I don't even have a guitar with me All right, Linkin Park, I guess, is a 14-year-old kid. And he wants to talk to us. You want to talk to him when we get back sure. to the break? Maybe even a little quiz about what's going on in 14-year-old, uh, like what they're thinking about nowadays. Because I'm telling you, these, these kids are a lot... I just remember being a lot more grown up than I was given credit for when I was 14 years old. Not necessarily saying, okay, fine, it's good to, it's okay to go out there and have sex. I'm switching gears in the conversation. Now I want to talk about are uh, 14-year-olds really as dumb and innocent as we think they are? Dumb, yes. Innocent, no. All right, we'll take a break and come back. We'll chat with one of these ass wipes. Next on The Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> Welcome back into the Hideout Little Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041, 1041 and Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. This uh, student-teacher love affair in Tampa between a basketball coach and her uh, female uh, basketball player. I guess the whole relationship started when the female player was 14. Moving on from the sex part of it, though. Just talking about 14-year-olds in general and where their mental state is at and whether or not uh, they're given enough credit. 
Like, you hear the age 14, you think, wow, that's that young. But if you think back to when you were 14, when you're 14, you're not even playing with toys anymore. No, you aren't playing with toys, but you definitely aren't, uh, you don't have the, uh, the ability to live an adult life. Here's the thing. I don't believe that. I believe that you definitely have the ability to live an adult life. In this country, you're not allowed to do that. You're, you're protected. You're, you're sheltered. There are 14-year-old people in other parts of the world who are taking care of families because they have to. So I don't think it's that you don't have the mental ability to do it. I just don't think you're allowed to in, quote-unquote, civilized societies. Well, I think it's a whole thing of preparation, and you aren't correctly prepared to deal with the uh, day-to-day issues that adults should be dealing with at the age of 14. I think uh, it takes a few more years of preparation to make you able to do those things. All right, Lincoln Park's a 14-year-old kid who listens to The Hideout. What up, dude? What's up, guys? All right, don't talk like an idiot. <laughs> try to be uh, try to be uh, like an upstanding citizen. You're saying this guy could, could support a family? I'm not, no, you're misunderstanding me. I'm telling you if this guy had to take care of his, uh, his brothers and sisters, if he were in Africa, he could. There's a difference. Right I'm, now, he can't because whatever way he's brought up, he's not allowed to be that way. I'm guaranteeing if he gave him a gerbil, he'd forget to feed it. And it would end up dying in the cage. Yes, here in America. If he grew up on the, uh, lost, uh, on the city of Lost or the island of Lost, he's a different kid. Survival instincts kick in. But that's what we're talking about with this same, uh, the girl who uh, had sexual relations with her teacher. She she has the same upbringing as this kid, and he's not prepared for it. So this girl definitely can't be prepared for it either. Well, you don't even know how people are different. People are still different. You don't know. But you, you're, you're using the, uh, the uh, being brought up in this society as the excuse of why people are this or that with that being said i still believe that a 14 year old you got to give a 14 year old more credit than people are giving them now let me ask you lincoln park uh how stupid are you i mean like what do you do do you do you have a job do you study what's your average day my average day would have to consist of uh waking up at about 6 7 o'clock in the morning Waking up my little brother, getting him started for school, because by that time my dad's already gone. He leaves at 3 o'clock. So I'm basically trying to get myself ready and my little brother ready. All right, so you are living the life of a little grown-up then. Pretty much. Do you I think mean, you could beat up Brian Peppers in a fight? No. Most definitely. All right, so... You will eat your ankles alive, my friend. I you are so not prepared to take on Brian Peppers. When you get done with school, all right, you paying attention in school or not? Um, it, it all depends on what class I'm in. Like, sixth period math, I'm dead by that time. I'm yeah. just not paying attention anymore. And I remember those days, of course. It's the end of the day, you don't care anymore. You're going to have PE, all that kind of stuff. Now, when you get home, what are you doing when you get home? Well, I have to make sure my brother's home. If he's not, then i got to walk up to his school, which is like four miles away from my house. And I have to walk home with him while he's arguing with me, saying, why would you come pick me up? And he gets out of school at 3 o'clock. So by that time, I'm, I'm, I'm basically already home. So are I you, get home. All right, so you, you're actually doing you're doing more stuff than people probably give you credit. Now, when you walk around and your name's Lincoln Park and you're wearing your punk little clothes from Hot Topic, do you think you know, people not giving you credit? Do you, do you feel 
that adults look down on you and treat you dumber than you really are? Well, most definitely because the way that my dad treats me when he's actually home that rare day out of every month, right? he's always just like, Tyler, you do nothing around this house. Uh, and yet he doesn't realize how much you're actually doing because he never sees it. Exactly. All right, Lincoln Park. All right, thank you. Have you ever tried to explain it to him? Actually, yeah, I have, and so is my little brother, but he's like seven years old, and nobody listens to him. No one should. <laughs> Seven's different. 14-year-old, though. All right, all right, Lincoln Park. By the way, you created a website for the hideout, didn't you? Yep, I sure did. What'd you create? I created, um, it's it's a free website. It's off of freewebs.com, mm-hmm. and what it is is that I've got a couple of um, pictures on there. i got a chat room. I'm going to, at one point in time, I'm going to have a poll set up there. Oh, wow. It's just got, like, something for, like, it says, like, open-door policy for one page, and it's got the home page. I got one. Shoot me a link, Lincoln Park. Thank you, buddy. Uh, I'm telling you. Just because a kid can uh, wake up his little brother in the morning doesn't make him an adult. I'm not telling you it makes him an adult. It's a difference between making him an adult and giving him more credit than what you would think a 14-year-old. When you hear 14-year-old, you think one thing. And I'm telling you, kids are a lot more grown up. This kid is basically running his household because his dad's busy working. He's taking care of another human being. How do you not ta- how do you not say, hey, wow, you're actually responsible for another human being at the age of 14. Maybe you're not so stupid. Maybe you can listen to certain words being said or see certain things on the television. Because already it sounds like you have the responsibility of another person. Don, you're in the hideout on radio. What up, Don? Hey, how you doing, guys? What you got there? I think it boils down to two two things that are are linked in a way. Uh, Exposure, which leads to experience. Yeah. Uh, the, The more they're exposed to, the more experience they gain the more knowledgeable they become at an early age. Yeah, I completely agree with that one. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. we got to take a break. We're running late. Come back and wrap this one up. Um, Man, I never got to Lamont's thing, and he has a really good story that I want to get to. We'll have to hold that one over to tomorrow. And then, I guess, they're beginning to shoot a 9-11 movie in New York. Like a movie, not a documentary? Movie. All right, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you the details on that one next. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Coming down the home stretch of the Hideout, Wednesday night, Row Radio 104.1. And uh, wrapping it up on uh, on this Wednesday, Dubs. All right, so I guess it's the first, one of the really first Hollywood films about September 11th um, has begun shooting. And uh, what are they doing, like uh, TV, or are they going to try to take us to theaters? I think it's a theatrical release. Wow. In fact, I know it is. I'll give you two guys. I'm gonna give you three guesses on the director. I I think I can find it in one. Spielberg. Nope. Ah. Oh. Uh, Rennie Harlan. That's two guesses. Putin. Oliver Stone. Bam. 
Congratulations. Oliver you Stone. know what the hell is going on. Oliver Stone, I thought maybe too far off base because uh, he would uh, he was gonna he would get a little bit too uh, cerebral with it. I thought maybe they would fight him on it. Apparently, but. he's been doing months of meetings with uh, community and family groups. And it's an untitled. Uh, it's untitled so far. They're actually. I have gonna... a perfect one for it. Think of this. 9/11. That could be good. Mm-hmm. That one. That title may just work. Hey, if he uses it, I want money. Uh, they're saying they're not going to do the towering Inferno Titanic version. All right. Good. Oh, they already have someone in the lead. All right, here, I'm going to give you, uh, I want you to guess. I'll give you three guesses on the lead, all right? Okay. It started shooting scenes in New York last month. It is um, surround, is about, or some of the characters are two, the two policemen who survived the towers collapse and were rescued uh, after 22 hours in the ruins. Now, you remember that, and that mm-hmm. actually gave a lot of hope. Because the guys who the two guys who were in the foul, uh, in the stairwells, I'll give you three guesses on who's going to play one of those uh, policemen. All right, big actors. Yeah, big name. Tom Cruise. No. Think more. Think more copish, firefighterish. Cop, firefighter. All right, you want you want to guess over there, chunks? Yeah. Robert De Niro. No. One more guess. Matthew McConaughey. I could see him playing a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Not Matthew McConaughey. You ready for this? Dennis Leary. No, he already does that on that show. Oh, That's fantastic. why I can see him. Yeah. Dennis Franz. No. Really? Nicholas Cage. Uh. Ugh. I was hoping William Shatner. He has experience his... with T.J. Hooker. I'm gonna take his face. Oh. He's my peach. All right, Matt Albert guessed it, but he guessed it after I said it. Too late, ass. I said it already. By the way, we all got invited to an event um, here in town. And so did radio personality Matt Albert. Matt Albert got an invitation to That's a how radio it event. Adjust to radio personality Matt Albert. So I'm thinking this person has to be a fan of the show. Yeah. Because uh, nowhere on the clear channel list of uh, air talent does Matt Albert show up. All right, Matt Albert says he's way ahead of the feed, so suck it. <laughs> Brent, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What do you got, Brent? Good comment. Enjoyed it. That was the best one of the night. What was he going to say, Putin? He was going to say we had more 14 listener, 14-year-old listeners than we could imagine, but yeah, I think it was Lincoln Park. <laughs> and he just called on instead of the... Uh, all 14-year-olds sound alike. No, he didn't give me his name, and then I said, hey, all right, Lincoln Park, and he goes, oh, this isn't Lincoln Park. I go, who is it? He goes, uh, I guess I'll use an alias, uh, Brent. <laughs> did he say his name was Brent anyway? I thought he said Matt. Oh. I don't know. He's 14. What does he know? Yeah, idiot. But he has the potential to know a lot. And that's the point. The potential to hook up with a gym teacher. <sighs> Only if he's a chicken Tampa. Uh, that's going to do it for the Wednesday night hideout. Thank you so much. Remember, if you want to... All right, bad, bad producer. 
we hardly talked about the live broadcast on Monday at Buffalo Wild Wings in Oviedo. And I'm putting that one on you. We got to talk about that stuff. We got to push those things. We got a kick ass live broadcast, and we barely mentioned it, chunks. You graduated from Radio Bottom to executive producer. You got to have this talk with you yesterday. We got to remember that stuff. Live broadcast. Let's get something up on the website about it, director, on realradio.fm. You can also go there, too, and be a hideout junior producer. Email me. Uh, email us, hideout junior producer at realradio.fm. Your chance to set the agenda for the show, the hideout for you, by you. Otherwise, we'll see you guys tomorrow at 7. Tomorrow is the open door policy from 9 to 11 o'clock and the hideout after party as well. Uh, wake up with the monsters in the morning. Shenanberg McDays. Phillips Fall in the afternoon. We're back at 7. Don't be ashamed to entertain listening to the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Always talk good. Stay classy, Orlando. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. Five thousand.